young. Black. Opinionated. Y'all ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. As always, I am Reese Berry. That's R E S E B E R R A. Four lies. That's unacceptable. Not on my watch. The hypo situ, you should just give it a chance. Like, alright, guys. Time for my night. funny you're funny you, you ready Ten are we in the air uh we got the mics we, got, we, we plugged up right we good yeah we <laughs> got plugged in today <laughs> episode 81 of young black and opinionated podcast thank you so much for listening and tuning in we appreciate y'all for listening to the last episode as well too thank y'all so much for being with us and yeah we're a little going. ashy but we made it players fuck up yeah yeah, yeah and know, thank we... y'all for not questioning us we had what one two people questioning us but yeah. right Thank y'all, but fuck y'all. Just certain citizens. We appreciate that. <laughs> certain you know? Yeah. Why you know, but we got to appreciate them ones. They be like, what happened? Yeah. The ones that always ask the people that walk like to that. you at church. I'm like, what happened? That's exactly how it feels. <laughs> <You're gonna say laughs> <that. laughs> y'all okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> y'all okay She's fine. this week? Y'all not feeling it? Hello, Cole. Hello, Cole. Didn't want to spread it around the congregation. Anyway, episode, what's this? 81? As always, I am Reese Berry. That's R E E S E B E R A. Four Wise. That's Twitter, Tumblr, Snapchat, and Instagram. And I'm Lassie at Lola right. Baby on Snapchat. My breast. B A Y B E E. And on Instagram and Twitter at LaCrim Lola. It's Mwanjay. It's your boy Mwanjay. That's M W A N J E. You can follow me on all social media platforms. Mwanjay. <laughs> I feel slow. I was an egg inside you. That's funny. I don't, like, I don't, I I don't do that, myself. though. I'm more of a. All right. But anyway, yeah. Oh, I wasn't even doing that. I oh, I'll leave it. Sick. <laughs> I had to go. prove myself here. I went with the joke for a little bit. Uh, as always, our <laughs> website is ybopodcastmke.com. You can find all Y'all information about us there. Lassie, you want to uh, tell them about where they can find the pod? You can find the pod on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker, and do not forget to subscribe to YouTube because we upload full videos and just clips of, you know, whatever we do. So, so we do. Make sure you uh, subscribe to get those notifications. Wani, you want to tell them about the radio show? Absolutely. So beautifully said, Lassie. Um, you can follow us on the radio every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. Central. Um, it's 8 to 9 p.m. Central. Um, you can follow us. It's an hour-long show. Follow us on www.riverwestradio.com. Okay, <laughs> and uh, you can um, do 104.1 River West Radio. Or like I said, you're in range. If you're in range. Or www.riverwestradio.com. Uh, Check us out. Different YBO, set from the podcast. Just check us out. You'll you'll definitely enjoy it. We have um, some great guests, some great content. You'll definitely enjoy it. And we go live on Twitter. We go yeah. live. We go live. We go live. I actually, uh, I deleted it to make it easier because oh. the sound wasn't that good anyway because oh. we didn't have the audio or video from last week. But I wish I would have kept it because I wanted everybody to see your officer Negro glasses too. So <laughs> <laughs> we don't go live. Yeah, so uh, we'll have we'll have this up for you guys. So we're excited to be back and uh, up and running uh, with actual great sound. Uh, anything else, guys? Before we jump into more news, yeah. Hit us uh, up. Thank you to the listeners. Um, what did I say last week? It was somebody in a different country. I think it was Paris. Shout out to Paris for listening. You guys, somebody was catching up. So Bonjour, whoever you are, 
Um, I just like to give some shout outs to uh, some people here. Let me, let me scroll through here. What did I say? Milwaukee, Houston, Minneapolis, uh, Canada, Chicago, Arkansas. Hey. Uh, then, uh, like I said, Paris pops up in the UK as well, too. So thank you guys for listening. And um, Hello, mate. <laughs> he tried so hard. Someone in the Philippines. Yeah. Wow. And um, I guess I want to ask, because I've been asking you guys, do you know who this person is? But please reveal yourself. Let us know who you are. We want to thank you so much. Uh, Muleya Moore, that's what your name is on SoundCloud. You've been listening for forever, and you always pop up on our stats as one of the top people. Um, so thank you. And uh, we... we Where's you from? We just want to know where you're from and who you are. Okay. <laughs> thank call you. us are one you, day. Are you single? Call us one day. She so might we be can the talk person. To you. Yeah, call us. Call us. Let us know what you think. Um, Maybe. The so yeah. she, might, she might have sent that email. Mm-hmm. I'm living my best life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ain't going back, back and forth with you, Wanjay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's jump into Milwaukee news. Milwaukee news. So I just wanted to uh, give a quick shout out to uh, Janelle Monet. Um, I got a chance to see her. She's one of my favorite artists. I, was it free? Or it, was, it was free. Okay. Well, I knew you had to pay to get the, the general admission. But, well, yeah, uh, I mean, like her concert. Yeah, but her concert. You can. You can uh be in the general admission uh seating okay, or okay. yeah the, or you can go pay to you know get, get closer um mm-hmm. man i've been following her since the beginning of her career since she did the arch android series and all that stuff man and she oh man she rocked the house um she you know definitely um celebrated did she black. do yoga yeah she did yeah she definitely did that she was slapping some asses i'm like look at janelle monet doing her thing and she sounded very great live her band was live the music was live and the uh the visuals um that were there as well too um was awesome and it's always good and that's most i've ever been to Summerfest. i think this year uh, this is like my yeah, you've second been there time plenty times. yeah this is second time um possibly might be going tonight i don't know uh and but yeah i had a great time great time i saw a couple people there so i shout out to money money was working at Summerfest. i didn't even know he was working at Summerfest. no friend of money mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he was like hey what up he was like what up man i was like hey, what up <laughs> uh my cut co- walked and saw my cousin at the entrance he was like selling tickets i'm like cuz what you doing i just selling tickets people already got tickets and then um uh, <laughs> <laughs> then i then uh tim and um uh tim and uh one of his friends uh Which tim black tim um your oh, friend no, my Tim, my friend Tim. I'm sorry, Black Tom. Oh, Black. Oh, Black. <laughs> right. I was like, okay. All the Tims are Black. Shout out to all Black Tims. Um, <laughs> and the white the ones. shoes? The shoes. Um, his uh, sister actually opened up for Janelle Monet, which is dope. She was oh. a, she was a um, she was a background singer for B Free. I think her name is. So she was mm. doing the background for uh, for her. So, um, and I, I'm mad I missed that, and I wanted to check that out. But uh, yeah, it was great. Summerfest, I think it's closing out Sunday, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um, today is the weekend. Um, I wanted to check that out, but unfortunately, I had to take care of some other things. So, um, but yeah, yeah, check out uh, check out Summerfest next year if you get an opportunity. I mean, it's just a week long of events, uh, very more than actually two weeks long of, of events. Check it out; it's dope. Um, and we had some great artists come through this year. Yeah, even if you're out of state, come through. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people even roll through as well too. So. It's the largest music festival in the world. Mm-hmm. So, and that's in Milwaukee. So check it out. Yeah, interesting. Um, also, too, I just wanted to bring up. I know the Bucks Arena is going to be opening soon. I believe August 26th. Hey, and it's crazy because I remember what when they announced it, we we're like, oh, it's going to mm-hmm. take forever. And it's pretty cool to see how the development came about. Um, I remember them initially. Um, 
the traffic on like Fond du Lac started to kind of get heavy. And I'm right. like, oh, that's when I was working in Madison coming home. So, and I remember that lot was just empty. So it was just good to see, you know, it come into fruition. Um, I just came across an article talking about they're going to have Chick-fil-A put in there. Hey. Um, so I was talking to somebody earlier and they're like, man, they're going to get bank. Yeah. And um, I just yeah. wanted you guys' thoughts for it to be, for me, a restaurant that I really didn't see here until I know they put the one in Brookfield and the one in like Oak Creek or something. Um, I think one even in like Kenosha too. So I, Thoughts on that, guys? Well, I mean, it was here. It was here a very long. Remember, Northridge. Northridge used to have it a long time ago. I'm, well, I mean, as of like recent. Though. But as of, yeah, as I, Northridge. Right. That was years I was ago. Say Northridge. Yeah, was, you said it hasn't been here. I was like, I, said, oh, I barely I remember Northridge. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, it, uh, you know, y'all remember Northridge? Well, I used to live by there. Um, what's that? <laughs> YBO podcast. Who's this? Hi everybody! Hey Liz! Hey! Oh my How's God. it going? <laughs> How y'all doing? I'm good. good. How are you? How are you? I'm good. Tell Liz happy birthday, y'all! Happy, happy birthday, birthday. Liz! How was happy your birthday? birthday to you? It was great. Happy uh, birthday! Still on vacation. <laughs> are you still going? I'm you... still on vacation. Hey! Huh? Tell me with us. Nice. Are you back in the states? I'm... No. Oh, yes. I'm back in the States. I'm actually at LaGuardia Airport right now. Oh, <laughs> oh, you just kicking money. it. You know what? <laughs> money. Liz is sponsoring our first YBO Wait vacation. Claps. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, Liz, we're talking about uh, the Bucks Arena. They're going to be putting Chick-fil-A inside the arena. How do you feel about that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Liz loves Chick-fil-A. Yes, so, queen. I have to ask. Oh. Cause I've only had I've only had Chick Fil A um once and I was in Atlanta and I only had breakfast. So what is your favorite thing to get from Chick Fil A? Chick no pick. Chick no pick. Yep. Chicken sandwich no pickles. Chicken sandwich with no pickles. Yep. Is that a country mm-hmm. southern okay. thing that they put the pickles on there to begin with? Um, um, good question. I don't know, oh, but I that. know. So the first time I ever seen a like a standalone Chick Fil A was about. 13 years or so ago um, in Texas. I didn't even know they had standalones. And I grew up in Racine, and we always had one in, in the mall, which was weird to me because, nope, everybody thought it was your mom, and we got used to it. And then when you move away from where you live and you don't have it, it's like, wait a minute. And then all of a sudden when Milwaukee got there, it was like, oh, my God, it's fat. So I didn't know they had standalone stores in the South. That was in Texas. I'm not 100% where they originated, but, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Take no pick. Chick no Chick pig. No pig. Mm-hmm. What about try. them nuggets? You, you mess with them nuggets? Um, yes, I do. Okay. I have children, so I have to mess with the nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> My mom, give me nuggets. You stupid. <laughs> and so here's the thing, though. They're, the nuggets are easy to eat while you're driving, so yes. Yeah, true. yeah, yeah. yeah. They, the container is really, is really and portable. This, you know what? They have this Polynesian sauce that's actually good. I'm not a saucy person. I heard that that was the but, best one. Uh, that's mm. fine. Yeah, it's actually really good. A little too foreign for my taste. Yeah, I've, oh. never, <laughs> I've never really been to Chick-fil-A. I, I think me and Liz went a couple of times before, too. But I had them, I think, when I was in, like, Florida or something. And I was like, their breakfast is okay. Um, but breakfast. do they have the, I mm-hmm. saw the little picture with the, like, the, the nugget case, but they had the straw that go through the. No, I think somebody made it up. That's, that would be clever because yeah, it would be very accessible. Um, but anyway, Liz, we thank, oh. we thank you so much for calling. And uh, again, from YBO, we'd like to thank wish you. you a happy 27th birthday. You're the mm-hmm. same age as Mwanje. Thank yeah. you. With four beautiful children. <laughs> yep. So you have a safe flight and call us when you get back. Huh? <laughs> I said call us when you get back. Is that huh? Oh. Uh, it was a joke. Bye, you Liz. You said when I get back? It was a joke, Liz. Bye. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>
<laughs> here and get it. I'll whoop his ass. Come on, that stupid ass. That was you say for real? No, okay, okay. There's no cuss. Oh, oh, great. She'll say hell sometimes. That's oh, funny. okay. One time she said the B word. It was so funny. Whoa. <laughs> I was like, Liz. I, had to, I figured she'd be like, I think we're on like number 10. With that, so. Anyway, she said, huh? Like, it's a joke. But yeah, shout out to Liz for calling in um, on her way lotion. back to the MK. <laughs> no label on this lotion. Shout out to you. I bought the bottle from Walmart. Is that the bottle that you put it in? Yeah, damn. You say, who doesn't travel? Defend her. It's a joke. Right. <laughs> he put the whole thing in his damn suitcase. First of all, you have sand on your legs. Hey. Girlfriend be like, what a fucking lotion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I took it to Atlanta. Anyway. As soon as she get in the uh, uh, shower, this ain't, lo- this ain't shampoo, this lotion. Right. Got narrow. So stupid. Have a ball patch and cookie here. Anyway, um, you know what? <laughs> Say, damn, about time you got wax now. Oh. <laughs> ah, she like your ass was still down there. <laughs> 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 anyway, all right. Ask YBL. All right. So uh, we didn't get a chance to post it this week. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you still like to answer, let us know. Reddit in our group YBL podcast. The question of the week was from TS. It says, eliminate one. The Cosby Show. Or Martin. Mm. Why do you have the thickest? Mm. Martin. <laughs> Martin got to go. Um, only because, think logically speaking, um, without the Cosby show, it wouldn't be a Martin show. Um, because Cosby. Yeah, don't be that guy. No, not being <laughs> that guy. I'm just being honest. Um, you know, he introduced, like, uh, I think it was the, wasn't Teacher Campbell on the Cosby show, I believe? She did, like, a brief appearance. She wasn't, like, a, a main She's in a star. different world. I know that for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, she like, without the Cosby age. show, it wouldn't be the different world and it wouldn't be, you know, the other shows that came out because towards the end of the Cosby, Cosby show, Cosby, Cosby. show. <laughs> Towards the end of the Cosby show, um, it got more centered around hip hop. It got kind of like we had Max, well, Maxine from Living Color. I can't think of her name. Not Living Color, from uh, Living Single, um, was on the show. And it kind of got a little Erica bit more Alexander. urban. Yeah, uh, yeah, Erica It did, but uh, at one point, a different world ended up being number one. And then Cosby was number yeah. two when it went out. But I think Martin ended up knocking a different world out, too. So right, right, which makes sense. Which yeah, makes that's what I'm saying. That's something that's interesting if you look yeah. at the, the path of it. So um, the only reason why I say that, because when, then if the Cosby so show. So you're going by out, just. Yeah, just like Log- logical, yeah. logical history. Yeah, history. Lives. Yeah, without the Cosby Show, and would be the other black shows that we had because I don't think next networks were taking a chance on black shows like that. And mm-hmm. This isn't a black show like yeah, that. Still in. Yeah. Um, I would say that this is hard for me because my obviously my first thought is to say Martin because I don't haven't seen a lot a lot of Martin. Um, but honestly. I mean, I I love the Cosby Show, but thinking about laughing in my the the four five episodes of Martin that I have seen, it's probably been more. I'm I'm not just joking, but the couple of episodes of Martin that I have seen have always been funny. Um, obviously, you can rewatch them. Not saying I wouldn't rewatch the Cosby Show, but I don't know. I'm kind of stuck in the middle right now. Um, I really like Tisha Campbell, and I really like um, I was gonna call her Rochelle. Damn, mm-hmm. <laughs> to Shana Arnold. Yes, Sheena. they named so close. Yeah, right. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah. I guess I'm just gonna say Martin gotta go because I feel like the Cosby's is more family oriented. You know, I can't watch Martin with my kids. I probably could, but well, yeah, not that bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Poor excuse, but I'm gonna go with Martin. Interesting. Um, you stupid. History wise, as far as paving, pa- making the way uh, or paving the way, I should say, 
obviously the Cosby show because they came first. But if I had to pick which one I'd rather watch, it's going to be Martin. Because I'd rather watch A Different World over the Cosby show. Sorry. Because I remember that was a debate at one point. But um, like historically, as far as paving the way, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, Cosby show. But all in all, I'm going to say Martin stays and Cosby show has to go. So that's my answer. Get out of here, Pill Cosby. You know oh, what? Wow. See, and that's the thing, because you have that conversation <laughs> with people and people will go, oh, yeah, the Cosby show because of that. Right. And not because of just you, but you saying that. But just generally, some people will say that. But I'm like, I guess that's a good question. Can you separate Bill Cosby from heathcliff huxtable yeah i mean i watched it with my brother and i was like this show is great like it was it's it's really good back when i was watching it none of that stuff was going on not to say that Mm -hmm. you know it didn't happen um it's just really hard to just be like it was in the industry right and and but we watched that show and you know everyone was like oh this is a great family da 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 Mm -hmm. um if a person is trash, they trash. Like nowadays, like I'm starting to kind of put two and two together, but it also kind of really depends on everything. And Bill Cosby as a person, eh. But there are more people on that show. Like right. there are so many people in that show that it's kind of like, damn, I can't just say fuck the show as a whole because we got um, what's her name? Uh, the young one, Rudy. I can't uh, think of her real name. Keisha Knight Pulliam. Yeah, her and then. Um, Lisa Bonet, you're right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm like Denise. I'm yeah. thinking of their their regular names. If there's no Denise. There would be a different world because she she went to college, nice. but then we didn't need her anyway. It's so many, so <laughs> many <laughs> other people on that show that I can't just say fuck the Cosby Show as a as a whole because of what you know what he's going through and what he's being charged with. So, hey, yeah, you know, I remember just like because I watch a lot of unsung Hollywoods and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So when you think about in that era, they would say what black people were shown as was like the good times with the family mm-hmm. struggling and pretty green mm-hmm. right or you know uh sanford the son with the dude with the junk truck and a yeah. little raggedy house and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the jeffersons kind of started it yeah. with the removing on up and then you have the cosby show but then of course they flip it and say well that's not realistic right so it's just it's like you never kind of really win these yeah you can never really win because it's like well this is what you want to see but this is what you kind of always see but you're tired of seeing this shit so yeah, i mean there's a black lawyer and a black doctor yeah like, you know what I mean? So, and then, you yeah. know, their kids were regular kids. They, you know, they went through stuff. I remember the episode, one of the standout right. episodes for me when, um, not Rudy, what's the other one? Um, not Denise, one in the middle, dark skin one. Vanessa. Vanessa. Vanessa was drinking. And, 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 uh, she was, you know, and they were playing, uh, the, the Huxable, the, the parents were playing a, you know, joke on her, like, drink this. We want you, if you want to drink, drink. It happened to be apple juice and, you know, just little stuff like that. Um, you know, you didn't see them whoop their kids or anything like that. You know, they did get they, in trouble. But they taught them lessons in yeah, a different way. In a different way. Yeah. You know, and it was a different way to parent your kids. So yeah, it was probably it was probably the initial reaction. Like if you put that on a table, read like mm-hmm. doctor, lawyer, like yes. So and you know, I think it, it was good um, the way it ended up panning out. And then we have the different world, which mm-hmm. showed the black college experience, which is pretty dope. And I, and I honestly wish there was something else like that out now. Yeah, of course, you have grownish, but it's not really like the HBCU yeah, type thing really too. Go to class. Yeah. Um, so to me, <laughs> do, it was good, but I don't think of that show. I'm like, damn, I can't wait for it to come back on. Right. Not to be funny, but I just don't. Um, but it's a good show. Though. When it comes back on, I'll watch it. But yeah. yeah so all in all, um, I say Martin stays for me. Just to, I guess, what would you rather watch now? Like now on TV. Oh, um, insecure, insecure. I mean, like between those two. 
Oh, between us. Oh, oh, right now. Um. Oh, I've had a. Is Martin yeah. coming on BET and Cosby coming on TV one? Which one are you watching? I'm probably watching Martin. It depends on what Martin episode it is. Mm. But I'll probably watch Martin. <laughs> yeah, watching Martin. It's funny because I used to always watch because Martin wasn't really showing. Martin didn't have reruns back then when we were kids, so it was hard mm. to find Martin on TV. So when BET started airing it, because I remember, I would never forget when BET started airing Moesha or was it TV One? It was like Thanksgiving TV one of them one. years when I was in college. And the whole Twitter was talking about that shit. Because you couldn't find it on TV. I used to watch clips from tw- uh, YouTube. And I think I had this tape with the shit that I used to record when I used to come on UPN. So I remember I used to always watch the Cosby show like on like Channel 24. And, you know, at that time, they're probably 10 years out from it being canceled. Because it's probably like 2001 or something. So um, it's interesting to see how things stick with history and time or with different people. So um, Not to throw this in the mix, but I mean, if I had to choose from this show, I would definitely it would be the the fresh prince of bel-air like that is my show yeah it it for that one it depends on what episode i'm watching for sure because i like i remember watching the fresh prince but i never really watched it until it started to come on like tv one and nick at night and stuff like that Mm. i never really watched it anymore yeah Um, but i always chose martin that was like my favorite one and then i used to always watch the jamie fox show me and my brother would watch that that was that was Um, right so that was those were like really those were really my three fresh prince uh jamie fox and martin but my order was Jamie Foxx. No, well, you, Fresh Prince, Jamie Foxx. Um, no, wait. Martin, Jamie Foxx, Fresh Prince. That was my order. Now, so. If you throw Jamie Foxx in there, then yeah, I'm, that's over everybody. Because that was my show. I, yeah. I was I was definitely invested in that show. Fancy yeah. was so fine to me. She still yeah. is. Um, Garcia Rivera, I think her name is. Uh, or something. Yeah. She's like, um, I think she's Haitian. I can't remember what she mm, is. But anyway, she's yeah. Shout out, to, uh, shout out to all black TV shows. Anybody out there creating a show, shout out to what we got. Love is Insecure. <laughs> Queen Sugar, Greenleaf, um, Black Lightning, yeah. shit. What else is on TV that's black? They're white people. They're white people. Oh my God, it's a whole slew of just black stuff. Yeah, um, so. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to everybody. Uh, let's jump into uh, Wagwan. What's good so one one mission statement? Shout out to Wagwan. Mm-hmm. So, um, LeBron is, <laughs> you know, most hated right now. <laughs> It was actually a list on Twitter, and it said, it said top ten, um, top ten hated black, most hated black man right now, 2018 or some shit like that. But um, and real, real quick, I just hope that they kind of like clarify it and say that people don't like him because of the basketball, his job. They don't like him because he's oh LeBron. Of course, that's what okay. It is. I just want to make sure people. I, I just want to make sure people like that. I, I think I think that in that realm, I think. But outside of the court, that man is uh, a, a a saint. A, yeah, and, a saint, but yeah. <laughs> not a saint, but, but yeah, he's there, a great role there, model. There's a, a lot of people um, talk about me because when I tell them that I like someone, it's it's mainly based on them outside of whatever they're doing yeah. um like chance the rapper yeah you know people are like do you listen to his music you, you say you love him I, I love the person that he is outside of his music i love what he does for his community mm-hmm. and how he kind of advocates for his community um that's just me like i don't have to watch basketball or listen to chance the rapper's music but i can still see stories about what he's doing in his community so I'm saying and things like that but speaking of lebron lebron is opening a school in akron ohio um it's called a the, the i promise school um so it's still new um so right now i think they said they're only gonna have third and fourth grade and then they want to by 2021 they want to expand to um i think k4 through 12th grade okay um it's gonna it s- be centered around kids who are at risk of All falling right. behind um Novatech. i think he, he got about like 
Idiot. Shut the fuck. He got about <laughs> 34 um, employees right now. Um, okay. and, you know, I like that um, one of the quotes, I'm trying to find it. He said, um, um, here we go. I just, I walked those streets and it was just like, there's no way I'm going to be able to get out of this situation. I just thought about that every day. I had dreams and I had mentors and they allowed my dreams to become mm-hmm. who I am today. People can talk about everything else besides that, but they can never take away what I'm able to do for my hometown and people all around the world. That's what, that's what means to me more than what that's what means to me more than anything. I don't know. I'm just reading it. The basketball thing. I love it and I enjoy it, but to give back and open up a school, that's something that will last beyond my years, which is true. Um, and, um, the video that I seen about it, like they're going to have soccer, robotics, um, they're just going to have, you know, it sounds like a really, really good thing. Um, and I already seen people trying to downplay it. I hope you know that public schools are government funded, blah, blah, blah. Who You don't know what he put into this, so shut up. But um, right. He probably put money into the books and robotics and the programs itself. Who right. Knows? And, um, yeah, it seemed really cool. They're going to have, like, little work not work camps but like like a friday like get together where everyone comes together and mm-hmm. kind of like a pep rally every friday type thing but mm. um yeah what, what do y'all think about that i want to propose a question to you guys i just randomly thought of this do y'all think schools need like school in general public school whatever needs like a revamping yes of like how it should be done because you think about yeah. like milwaukee just generally how they say schools are failing and not even just milwaukee just different cities you hear that stuff so they're creating this charter school thing and that's kind of nah and then i'm sending my kids to private school which has kind of always been the same from what i know so like do y'all think the whole school things need revamping because people even talk about homeschooling their kids and for me i've never seen people talk about how bad schooling is I guess I'm only 26, but in this era, it seems very bad with people like schooling is terrible. We lose money. So, yeah. Well, from, from my, my industry I work in, um, I, I have vendors come in we have meetings and just the simple way the classroom is set up now, it is completely different from when we went to school. Like, like kids can either sit up, stand, they can sit up, they can stand up during class they can sit down they can get these rocking chairs they can rock back and, and forth so different like options for desks and stuff right, like right. That. but it's it's more so of a, a more like we we teach whatever you want to learn like mm-hmm. type of thing so it's kind of more like it's very co- uh, collaborative and it's kind of free form it's kind of like one day the classroom will be a set a certain way and then the next day it's like because you know with us the only options we had either we all get the little you know all sit behind each other in like little mm. rows or if the teacher's creative they do the little square thing you know mm. and whatever but now it's just completely different and i think moving forward i think that's what they're allowing the kids to do is let them learn at their own pace um because children learn differently and and you know just this day and age with technology and things like that um it's just you know, you gotta, you have to move in a different direction because I don't think the way we were taught is how the kids under us and our kids are going to be going to be taught. Uh, whether it is still right. at home school or whether it's in a um, public forum, it, it just it has to change. Period. It has to change because kids do not learn um, the way. We what learn. would you suggest as a change? Um, just I think getting along, getting moving. Like, okay, say for instance, my little sister, she is, uh, she's going to middle school, and um. Aww. Dang, I remember she was like five. Right. She's going to middle school and but in when she was in elementary school, they each got a laptop and mm-hmm. they all got a Chromebook and they do typing lessons, they get their homework on there and this, that and the other. And it's she like got to bring the Chromebook home? I don't know if she got the, she oh, okay. to bring the Chromebook home. I, I never seen show. it. But 
like they would have to you know do things um or you know uh uh moth that you know that um right right yeah he, he said the same thing like he would deliver the homework assignments on you know this that, and the other and i kind of spilled some of the tea of how like the grading systems and stuff working like right. that which is wow <laughs> but um i think moving forward just with the technology you just have to get be there because um in the future the technology realm the world is going to take over and so your you're kid, for the advancement of technology within the school right and and i and, and get teach your kids to like do coding and stuff like that because that is yeah. going to be huge a huge if it's not huge already it's going to be it's big. getting there i've seen a I uh mm-hmm. not to cut you off because i'm gonna let you go next but real quick i was watching uh shark tank and i seen mm-hmm. I, I think i was watching it when i was getting my hair braided at the uh salon and they had this lady come on there and her her idea was to um she had like these dolls and they were on like the little what do you call that thing the the shit that shack the first person i remember seeing on it was was shack on like mtv cribs the um the shit the mall cops be on the, okay yeah, segway yeah miami beach shit um and she had the little dials on the segway but they were she had like you know obviously the two little girls to come play to show them or whatever and they were it was like coding so you can code them on where to go and what yeah. to do and i thought it was real dope and she yeah. was kind of explaining because she has a young daughter and saying that she wants more young girls and women to get involved and for me i see a lot of these different programs um including you know kids and women i think marquette has like a summer program in other schools too where um they teach kids coding and you know they get them involved at a younger age because like you said it's going to be something that's real big and for me i wish it was something that was bigger because like i said we always say we came in right in the middle which is good and it's good but whatever but i feel like i wish that was something that when we was finishing high school even right. before that was right there because i'd have been dead on that shit right. anyway lastly go ahead <laughs> um i do think that it does need to be changed um because like we've said about many things that we've talked about about um that needs to be changed at some point you have to revamp things what worked mm. in 1900 is not going to work in 2000 <laughs> i'm just saying. Oh, that's that. <laughs> i mean you got to think about you know what's around you and what you have um you know like we do have all this new technology there are new jobs that you know Require. we should be teaching kids and things like that and honestly a lot of these kids are not interested in what's going on in front of them I'm not saying you got to make it fun because I mean, school wasn't fun for nobody, but, you know, we we did our work. You know, we did our work. We graduated and everything like that. These mm-hmm. kids are skipping school, doing whatever the case may be. Hot Lana. Okay. Chewant. Why be a podcast? Who's this? Hello, how you doing? My name is Surfer Gold. I was calling to see what the uh, topic of today is. What's your name again? Surfer. Oh, Surfer. Hey, Surfer, how are you? Surfer Gold. Surfer Gold. I'm sorry. How are you? I'm doing well. Okay. We're talking about... Uh, how you doing? I'm good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking... Lassie proposed a, um, a topic about LeBron James opening up a school in Akron, Ohio. Um, and we you talked about the technology and things that it, it'll include. So one of the questions that we had was, do you think like the way that school is set up, should it be revamped? Because when we're from, we're from Milwaukee and we see a lot of different schools going through things as far as being unsuccessful and kids not really um graduating and things like that so we just wanted to know your thoughts on um the process of schooling and whether or not it should be changed or keep it the same oh yeah i definitely think it should be changed um from perspective of starting maybe from like nature and uh, understanding your character and your uh your characteristics emotionally psychologically mentally um first and um figuring out uh, what's your strong points as a human being first and then being placed 
into a particular situation that will activate and exploit those things first so you can gain confidence um, on different levels. This is uh, interacting in a perspective where you're not good at. And we've been we've been trained in this world to figure that we got to go towards what we're not good at in order to prove that somehow we're good enough instead mm. of just accepting what we are and then expound on that. Um, so then that creates, then therefore it's not, I feel like therefore it's not that it's not going to be that much competition. Um, as far as everyone's in competition with themselves, how they, how can I better myself saying how I'm really good at drawing, you know, how I'm really good at, at math, uh, at, uh, numbers. I'm really good at learning languages. Um, so how can I really just expound on the ability to communicate, the ability to communicate with others from, from different cultures? Um, you know, these type things like, uh, and I feel like that's where the school system should go towards, um, as far as like progressive wise. Um, and, um, maybe it, I feel like it'd be a lot differently because it's not so much based off of a, um, a letter system. Like, uh, you get this grade or a number system or what have you. It's more based off of your evaluation of how are you evolving as a human being right now. So maybe every year, the same way they do these tests, they should evaluate the child or the children or whoever and place them in a particular situation to be testing in that, in that, um, arena. And then they can evaluate them. It's like, hey, you're, you're really good emotionally right here. You're, you're able to stabilize your breath and breathe and understand and come up with a, um, a, a tactical idea. When you had issues, you was able to use reason and logic with this. You know, you know, they score you like that. Therefore, you can, you can grow and actually grow into yourself. But these kids and a lot of us never really grew into ourselves in that way. We grew into a system that was systematically built to just keep really keep you enslaved mentally without you having a slave quote-unquote owner or master in front of you you know you policing yourself um yeah you're you're downing yourself because you're not able to do something that really is probably not even meant for you but but, because we're in a situation where you got to do things that's not your purpose in order for you to be fulfilled in this reality and you know you got all these kids nowadays are so emotionally weak that anything that goes wrong they're ready to kill themselves um and 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 it seems okay for them because it's like it's just easier easier to cop out because nobody is sitting around trying to help them get involved in what they're good at right. and show them that everything you want can come to you still, even if you just do this or, or many things. You don't have to be like the next person in order to be successful. And I guarantee you, and myself included, 95% of the people is living out somebody else's dream. They've seen, some, they seen somebody's dream. They're like, no, I want to do that because I think I'd be good at that. But what about just figuring out you and then going in that direction? And if you so happen to bring you in those paths or those circles, then so be it. But it's like, don't be motivated off another man's success or another woman's success. How they and That's what they promote nowadays. Be motivated off somebody else's shit. So therefore, they, they give us all these media platforms to watch all these different things over and over and over, you know, and it, and it, and it bleeds down into relationships, family holes. Um, the woman, the woman might be watching these things over and over. She comes back to her man and is like, why are you not like this? You know what I'm saying? Mm. And it's just, it just deters us from us being ourselves and figuring out like, yo, if I'll be myself then I might actually have a lot of gifts to give to the world. Mm. But meanwhile, I'm being held down because somebody is constantly telling me, Hey, you need to go do this in order for you to do this and do that. And it's like, that's not always the case in different countries. And there's people that's super successful, very respected in their yeah. communities and they're gardeners. And th- but they're respected as a, a high level gardener. Like their genius oh, is just as great as a person who's oh. kid that's sixteen years old. Right, right. Was able to mimic something they see on TV. So, 
Yeah, brother, brother Gold, that's that is uh that's that's really good, man. That's a damn good answer. That's a great answer. And it just just so I to clarify the people put it all together, you think that we should all attack uh school system behaviorally where, you know, like you say if, get to know so kids can get to know who they right, are. Right. If they or, take a test or in their field and you can, you know, level their breathing, their stress level to kind of see how how well they do in those circumstances and if they are calm and collected then that might be what they you know are born to do or or what they want to do if of I saw course it, i mean in all the movies correctly. that come out the movies they come out with nowadays is supposed to be like some futuristic type thing they always show that same platform yeah the kids actually growing into what their skills are this kid is good at that she can fly so to put her in flight school, yep. she has the ability mm, to understand geometry very well. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? Put them in building, there's architecture, things of that nature. So it's like we don't have no grown-up elders taking the, time out, to, taking the time out to evaluate children nowadays and be like, hey, man, you're a handsome young man, but that doesn't mean you need to be a model. That means you need to go do this, that, and the third. Like, quit exploiting just our looks as if that's all we have. But then when it right. goes away, like I said, killing themselves, drugs, just engulfing in more pain or things that take you away from the pain and it's like man that's just superficial so well thank you so much mr gold i we sir for gold i truly we truly appreciate you calling in and and uh giving yeah. us that insight man that was that yeah. was dope At, you know what uh sir for gold i just um thought about it too i was just telling my co-host about you and um you and lydia you guys reached out to me about the fruition project so i'm actually going to get to get back to you guys soon because i really want to do um an episode with you guys and um yeah thank you for calling because that was a really good answer so we appreciate it no problem. Thank you for listening. No problem. All right. Stay royal, King. <laughs> Bye. You stupid. Stay royal. Stay royal, King. I'm not trying to be funny because his answer was great. Right. But at some points, I was like, damn, he sounds like Tariq. Tariq <laughs> from Power? <laughs> oh, I just mean his what? voice. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, his voice. Oh. Power. That was a that was a really really good answer. Yeah. Um, oh my god, like ne- next topic. <laughs> Fo- we'll, no, no follow up. No, I'm just kidding. No, right? Um, yeah, because that was a damn good. That was yeah. really good. You know, what's interesting. I think um, generally when you say what do we do about the school thing we're used to one thing because of how we grew mm-hmm. up and then you just add the technology and you'd be like it needs to be this way yeah. but that's a really good answer because sometimes we don't think about the emotional aspect of yeah let's try this and then see if you like it because i think generally it's easy for for people whoever creates the school system and writes the bills and shit right. like that to say let's do a unison thing so we can get this shit moving right versus let's focus on this kid what do you want what do you like to do and which is why people probably want to homeschool their kids or put them in private schools or smaller classes you know so that you can focus on that personal kid so right and like i said there's, there's never there wasn't a class in high school elementary school would kind of introduce you to the different fields that are out there i mean Very there's true. so many things yeah like you said a gardener like in other in other countries a gardener is well respected because they you know they they it's, yeah. a, it's a craft to them and it's a craft but it is here too it's interesting because i'll see some people bringing in bank with like long yeah absolutely and shit like that but like, they don't but nobody says right grow up to be a gardener you, you know yeah what I mean? nobody, yeah, nobody yeah, says that and it's not that's true it's not right. displayed and stuff like right. that. right i seen a, uh it's funny that you said it i was just talking about shark tank somebody came with an idea oh, of so like a electronic uh mower or whatever but nobody wanted to pick it up because it cost too much because right. it was beneficial in europe a lot of people had it but over mm-hmm. here they had questions like who was gonna pay and they wanted like a million dollar type budget years. and shit Ooh. right so they were you know they walked away you know how they walk away a little salty but they're like you're gonna see it soon mm-hmm. uh-huh. we probably will because like they said the shit you know it could tell you when it to stop when to go back and it was pretty cool but i think oh, it was just too expensive i think i might have seen that on 
yeah um facebook or something yeah and it's, i guess it was just too expensive for anybody to want to put their investment into mm. so mm. quite interesting thank you again uh mr surfer go for your answer and uh, brother go yeah that's that should be a fun episode so interesting interesting well so i also um been seeing on twitter um there has been going an ongoing debate about unpaid internships mm. um so first thoughts about those would you do an unpaid internship um yeah if it's in an arena that i know i can grow right. in and um you got to get your feet wet somehow so yeah, yeah. If something i want to do i want to learn yeah i mean charlamagne said you know yep, sometimes there's some things that aren't you know attached to a paycheck and I, my only my only caveat is that you know, um, allow me to still make some money somewhere else, you know, in, in enough time and enough fashion um, because I got to live. You know what I mean? But, yeah, you know, sometimes I, I, I still think it's it's available. Mm -hmm. It should hmm. be available. OK, so I just want to read um, a couple tweets that I did see and I was like, OK, I really like these. Um, so someone said unpaid, unpaid internships are a way of filtering poor people out of the job pool. So rich kids don't have to compete with them on the merits. Um so what do y'all think about that? Do you think it's a rich poor thing or do you think it's just like a Um, I think generally it's the process of what you go through because of kind of like school and how society sets it up. Um I even seen when I went to Mount Mary, um one of my professors and she was a black woman, she uh I think at that time she was getting her PhD in Marquette, but she started a um what do you call that? Like a um group home in her parents old home because she bought a new house her mom moved with her her dad passed and it was like in the sherman park area so she used the home as a group home and obviously you make the money having a girl they get they get like food stamps and state assistance and she was like i don't have to pay the workers because they're all interns mm -hmm. and people use that to their advantage i could see that but you know that gives the the people their experience in addition to her maybe getting a tax write-off or whatever and having to pay so i could see both sides of it but i think for me if i was that intern just because the way i am I'm the type of person to try to figure out what can I do in addition mm -hmm. to doing this to make money. It's kind of like going to school. You know, you don't get paid to go to school. So it's like, for me, I always maneuver my way on how to go to school in the morning or in the afternoon and have be able right. to work and get a decent wage. So it's strategic, but I can see how that could be an issue too, because it does kind of be the higher, the lower, higher, you know, let's get some interns. Mm -hmm. We ain't got to pay them. So. Right, right. It, it is. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 um, for the most part, like with the, what you said about the rich kids and normally the rich kids, they're, interning for their dad like you know what i mean right. like mm -hmm. so <laughs> their dad's anyway. best friend and shit right exactly like so oh watch hey, my portion let billy let billy come through and you know right. fuck some shit up you know um or it's a uh, newsflash buddy <laughs> <laughs> or it's a oh hire you know have my son as an intern give him the experience versus little jacob down the street that so. damn right. that right. damn nepotism yeah right yep, there you go very so, good so they yeah anyway. and you know yeah but you know with the uh think about it i'm thinking of atl right now when a uh, homie was mm -hmm. going to um Picasso in your house. Yeah, but Picasso in your house. Like, you know, it's you know those opportunities don't come. So when you get them, you're gonna try to do everything that you can to to get up there so you can be you know be that paralegal or that you know whatever job you're trying to do. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I kind of agree. It can that disparity is there. I, I I would say so. I feel you. So um, shout out to Zuri. I don't know if y'all know who Zuri is. She's from Milwaukee. Um, but um, I just seen her tweet. She has a blog and some other things going on. But she said, you guys, both sides of the unpaid internship argument are right. Yes, it's a privilege. Question on Milwaukee. Oh. YBO Podcast, who's this? This is Earl out of the H-Town. What's Bob? Earl? Earl. All right, Earl. How's it going, Hi, man? Earl, how are you? What's going on, YBO? 
What's good, man? We are talking about unpaid internships. Lassie, set them up real quick. So um, there's a debate going on on Twitter about unpaid internships. And I just wanted to know if you were given an opportunity at a company and they were letting you know, hey, we can give you because there was another story that I seen. The guy was qualified. They told him he was qualified for the job, but they said he has to do three months of an unpaid internship. And he kind of was like, if I'm qualified, why not just give me the job? And they were like, well, the process is you have to do the unpaid internship. So would you do it at that point or would you be like, let me move around? And I already have the the, the qualifications, correct? Yes, mm-hmm. and they 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 told you that you have the qualifications, but their process is you have to do an unpaid internship first. It depends on my my livelihood situation. Hmm. Yeah, that's what. Who was saying that? You, Mwanda, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's propose the first <laughs> question that we had without that that caveat there of. Was it college kids? Do you think unpaid internships are necessary? Like, would you take an unpaid internship? Um, yeah, would you take like would you take one like you said, con- considering your livelihood? But if you're like a college student needing the experience or something like that, I jump on it only because <laughs> it's free experience. True, true. Have you ever had a so um- you, oh. you you are getting paid. Just not in a monetary aspect, mm. but you're getting paid in knowledge. That's true. That's true. Very true. That's true. And experience. Have you ever did an unpaid internships or have you experienced one yourself? Yes, I have. Okay. And how was that? Did that help you in the long run? It does help you in the long run. Uh, and you never know how. It'll help you in the future. And sometimes it's situations where you don't expect and it has nothing to do with, you know, the the job in itself or whatever you got your experience in. It's just certain um, things that you pick up. Mm. They just they stick with you so you can apply it to a buffer of things. You know, depending on how you decide to look at what's in front of you. Gotcha. Yeah, or uh, <laughs> or or something, <laughs> or something better could come from it. Like you might be doing an internship, and then you might, like you said, you may run into something. You may get a job, and you you already have that experience mm-hmm. because, like Mwanje, like for example, Mwanje, when we um when we got our asses fired from that job, <laughs> Mwanje yeah. was working. It was an internship, but you worked there. Um, what, what was it like? Mm. What, what did you call it specifically at first before you got the actual job oh, it was an internship it was but you it was like a pay internship. Oh, it, was a paid, it was a paid okay internship. so let me ask you would you have done it after we got wait, fired wait, for free wait 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 before we get to that i want to say this right, Earl, you can all you can also look at it in in a way of maybe you just needed to learn how the system was so you could start your own company Okay. True. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you get that leg up. So you get that leg up. Yeah. You know, pick the brain. And see, that's the thing with internships. You need to pick the brain. Pick brain yeah. The of the. And I think if you do that and it's unpaid, then I think the value is worth yeah. not being paid. I get what you're saying, girl. That's a good. That's a great point. Yeah. So back to what I was saying, though. So would you have take taken that job um, if it wasn't paid? But we already lost no, our job. Not knowing my situation at the time, probably not. Because okay. we needed, you know, we needed something. But would you have taken it until you got a job that paid you? 
Probably not. I okay. would. I needed some money right then. And gotcha. Then. Interesting. Now, I would say I would take it after I got fired if it was <laughs> something that I was truly passionate about. Yeah, yeah. If it, yeah, yeah. That's true. That makes yeah, it makes perfect sense. I I get that. I get that. I think that you know maybe we need to take a look at the un internship, uh, the unpaid internship. And look at the uh, the the non monetary value of it, and right. you get an opportunity to pick the brains of the people that are there. Facts. Yeah. All right. Well, Earl the Pearl, we thank you so much for giving us a call, and uh, we'll be here for another forty five minutes or so. So, uh, tell a friend to tell a friend. We'll do YBO keep rocking. Hey, appreciate that, Earl. Thanks so much, man. <laughs> Thanks, Earl. Bye. Yeehaw. Hey, <laughs> so you're now listening to Jammin 98.3. The quiet. He sounds like uh, the dude from Martin. What's the white dude name? Uh, Bob from Marketing. Oh, <laughs> Gene is out of control. Yeah. You're now listening to 104.1. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm gonna go back Earl. to Earl. I'm gonna go back to Zeri tweet in a second. But the the story that I was talking about. So the guy he talks about how he flew to New York with like six hundred dollars to his name. Mm. Um, he had a meeting at Complex. Okay. Um, this was like two weeks after he got his master's or whatever. Mm. So he's uh, yeah. he goes to the interview. <laughs> Excuse me. So he said he walked into the editor's office, and basically they told him that they're not hiring anymore. They're just taking unpaid internship. And um, how old is he? I don't know. Okay. I didn't okay, say okay. age. But you know they like we're just taking interns, and since you live in Massachusetts, that's not that bad. So I guess his resume said MS, and. He was like, Mississippi. And he was like, wait, MS, that's... He's like, Mississippi, not Massachusetts. But, um... It's a poor state in the union. You ain't getting shit. <laughs> right? So, they... And so, he asked them, so why aren't you guys hiring? Um, You know? He said, I mean, we are, but you have to start as an unpaid internship. As an unpaid intern. Um, And he kind of was like, how does that work? You know, he... I mean, obviously, he knows what an unpaid intern is. Because uh, unpaid is first mm-hmm. word, but you know he's just kind of like, well, you know, I flew all the way out here thinking that this was going to be something other than what it is, and mm. now look at it. Um, so he he walked out, then he had an interview at Popular Science or Popular Mechanics. His words, not mine. And um, he said it went really, really good. They told him, and that's the one. He, they told him that he was too qualified. He was overqualified for the job, but they were going to offer it to him. But he has to do an unpaid internship first. Right, no. And that's what he was like, but I'm qualified for the job. Why not just give me the job? I mean, mm. I understand the company's coming from because with that, you know, a lot of times when you go to a job, um, some people go to a job because it's a temporary fix. Right. I mean, that they go there for a couple months, get the little check, you know, get acclimated in the you know system a little bit and then leave. Then now the company has paid all this money. For you to come here and depend on what the company culture does. So they, they, you know, they see with the unpaid internship possibly that you're dedicated to stay here. But I have a master's degree. I'm not going to do yeah. it. I done my, I did my work. You know what I mean? Right. I did my work. So. Especially if I'm in debt for this shit. You better right. hire me. Right. Right. You're going to hire me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Security. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> in, in that case. That's the yeah, poor state. Yeah. yeah. In that well, case, he, he knows the value. He, oh. Okay. Yeah. So he knows his value, and and um and he, he yeah. didn't take the job, right? No. He didn't say okay. So he knows his value and his worth, and you know sometimes you gotta attack that way as well. You gotta you hey you know I know my worth here. Either a you don't hire me, or you not at all. Yeah. So that's that. I feel you. So um yeah I'm gonna just end this with what Zuri tweeted. She said, "You guys, both sides of the unpaid internship 
argument. All right. Yes, it's a privilege to be able to afford to work for free. Yes, unpaid internships allow students to get work experience. Solution, unpaid internships should be up to 10 hours per week or at least pay minimum wage. I would not tell a student to forgo an internship because it doesn't pay. I also wouldn't tell them to keep taking unpaid internships as juniors and seniors. One or two early in their educational career is enough balance. Um, And I told her this was, you know, I was like, that's a really good response because I feel both sides of it. And I said, one of the Mm -hmm. things um, that I talk about with my boyfriend a lot is not making my kids work through college. So if there is an internship that comes up and it is unpaid, they don't have to worry about their livelihood. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with them wanting to be independent, but I wouldn't want them to feel like I can't take this internship because I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. Right, right, right. Um, Especially if it's like Earl was saying, if it's what they love doing and they're passionate about it, I would not want to take that, you know, that away from them because at the end of the day, that is knowledge and that is experience that you'll have for if you go somewhere else or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be. So um, just like we were talking about with the school system, it could be somewhat of a balance, somewhat of a compromise with this unpaid internship. You know, maybe they only do so many hours a week at, at the company. But if you got someone, if you have someone there full time, that's just not to me. That's just not fair to not pay them. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't yeah. think that that's fair. And I, I think on it was the episode with uh, Charlamagne, he had his young gunners on that episode, and they were talking about that. And they were they were from people in the nineties, and I think Ivy was one of them. I can't think of the other gentleman's name, but um, he was just saying the same exact thing. Like if you're paying these companies are paying, um, are have are requiring uh students or people to do a full-time job 40 hours mm-hmm. a week and it's like right. no money it's like wait a minute and that actually that's technically that's illegal because you know um with the employment law you have to pay right you know you have to pay somebody that money if you're working that because that's like i think not child labor laws but certain labor laws that they're violating so but I'm, yeah and like you said 40 hours a week doing this unpaid internship yeah. i'm still in school you know or, or i still could be in school and things like that like no. Get my lawyer. <laughs> like, no, like, first of all, I, I still need to work, po- probably. Um, but I thought that was interesting because um, I didn't know that you had an internship with your job. That's interesting. Yep. That's how I started off. I started, actually, I was intern twice. I started off an intern. Um, first, I was doing, um, uh, I wasn't on the phones or anything like that, but I was actually on their website and, and, um, chatting with people. No, I was looking at, I was looking at products that had like one or two stars and contacting customers that bought the product, but then write a review and kind of oh, get their, um, feedback. their feedback. And then, Hey, if you do like this product, go on, do write a review. And then after that ended, uh, I came back. Calls? Um, yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it wasn't bad because you were, you were calling businesses. So it wasn't, oh, it wasn't like okay, you were calling you. residential. Like people. Yeah. Like, what the, you calling me? No, it was, it was residential. So I'm calling during business hours and stuff like, and it's stuff that they bought. So it right. wasn't like, you know, I'm just like scamming them or anything like that. It, they, they had some type of interaction with our company. <laughs> then I came back again as an intern, as an outbound um, sales rep, customer service rep. And I would, uh, I was helping out um, during that process, and then that's when I got eventually hired. The funniest uh, shit is when, uh, like I was saying, we got our asses fired, and I remember that nigga was walking up the door like, I think it was the same day you turned it down. I think it was the same exact day, and we got fired that same day. He's like, I got to call him back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you did. You did. It was, just, it was the same day because we literally got fired that day, and you was like, I got to call him back. And that's how you was able to call him back so quick, and you was like, um, I think I talked to you the next day, and you was like, "Yeah, they they said, oh yeah, you can come back, or you can do it, cool." So, 
because remember it was like look at how god works but um <laughs> anyway uh interesting topic thank you guys for uh calling in and uh um tuning in and then the last person too and um earl earl and uh surfer go so uh shout out to you guys and um yeah shout out for the love the purge movie yeah i just want to talk about just the idea of purging like um of course it's not realistic stupid um what do you now this purge movie i just saw this was the it's the fourth movie but technically it's It's the first it's a prequel yeah and it's the first purge and for those who don't know what the purge is, it's an annual thing every year from these new founding fathers here in the Crime United States. Legal. Crime is legal. So you can uh, kill people, kill them however you want them. I think you can only have, you can't have no more than a class four weapon, um, if you will. But um, yeah, and you just go kill out, go kill people and kind of release all your anger that you've had throughout the whole entire year. So if your neighbor play loud, loud music and you've been <laughs> telling them all year, Stop playing loud music. Stop playing loud music. Go bash their damn head in. Bash their head in. That's some some shit. This is wild. But what I want to talk about this movie was, this movie was the experiment. That was the first time they were doing it. And they did it in Staten Island in a poor and impoverished neighborhood. It had uh, Daniel from Insecure. Daniel from Insecure. And he did a great job. And and this is thought about like, when they did the the purge, nobody was doing it at first. It was a couple people that wanted to do it. Then the government said, we need to get our numbers up because we want this program to happen. So they started hiring mercenaries from out of the country to come in and, 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 and wow. like boost up the purging. Um, so I guess my, my thoughts to you is that, like, do you kind of see, like, if there's a purge in our um, neighborhoods now where you got those neighborhoods? I guess you would call it um, gentrification. But, mm-hmm. like, do you see that now where the government's kind of stepping in and kind of bringing things in the kind of because you know back in the day you had the crack you had the things like what what are some of the things now that they're bringing in in our um neighborhoods that that kind of purging us out of our neighborhoods or killing us off that you can think of right now developments just developments you're bringing developments in and then i mean i think what's interesting is at one point they put certain development developments in like the cabrini green or like the park lines and shit like that stuff like that where they put you in one area and then now it's like um because Think about it like this: like downtown, they're building the new the new Bucks Arena, which is mm. like what thirty steps away from um, what's the project down there? Um, Hillside, Hillside, right there. Oh, like, okay. like is that really going to exist right there when they finish all this right. shit? So they're probably going to move. Like we always talk about, move people out the Brown Deer or some shit like that. Um, other than that, um, I can't really think of nothing besides you know. Probably guns. I heard that in Chicago, the one of the theories was they throw guns in alleys and shit like that. And really? Yeah, it was something I seen when one of the incidents in Chicago happened. The theory was, or what I heard was that they'll throw guns, like literally, or leave them in a a car or some shit, and somebody will go in and take the guns out and shit, and mm. just like that stuff, like stuff kind of like that Thirteenth um, documentary type shit, where it's like, you know, they'll do certain things that you know, even like like I remember I talked about episodes ago about the um drug wars documentary yeah. that was on the history channel which was very good and it started from the way beginning to where we are now and it got to a point where they talked about um some things it, it's crazy how things tie up in terms of the crack epidemic and um you know how black men and you know people of color get prison time for the same things that you know white men do um not to get off topic but it was crazy that you brought this up because i was watching um I think on Hulu, I think it came on ABC last year, but I missed it and I happened to be browsing Hulu and saw it. The um, story about the Watergate scandal. And I don't okay. know if you guys know what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
But basically, it was uh, when President Nixon was in in the early 70s about, you know, when you were young, I never knew nothing about it. I thought right. it had something to do with water. <laughs> shit like Flint or some shit. But the Watergate thing was actually, the Watergate is the name of the damn building that it was. Like Ooh. on this private, Lord Jesus. I'll get back to what I'm saying. We can ask your question. YBO Podcast, who's this? Hello? Hello. Oh. <laughs> well, then Ouch. they hung up. <laughs> yeah, private anyway. it, was, it was Trump. Who said, who is this? Uh, <laughs> turn that shit off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Shut no, them was, down now. Yeah, so the idea was that um, uh, it was about, it was the building that they were actually in. So I mm. guess um, the Republicans were, and his people were trying to go into where the, it was a Democratic, Democratic yeah. uh, convention was and yeah. bug them and steal stuff and fuck shit up, basically. Yeah, political ass cheating shit. Um, but the motherfuckers got caught up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, to me, it's interesting how, and then this was one of my first thoughts. I'm sorry. One of my thoughts is like, it's crazy how white men can be in power and do shit that's totally wrong. That's like felony worthy and cover that shit up with mm-hmm. no fucking problem. Because yeah. when you just watch it, you see how they stuck together and you don't say nothing. You don't say nothing. The motherfuckers was taking a rap. They was like, you just go to jail. We got your family. You good. And it was like, cool. Until it was one judge that was like, nah, motherfucker, like. Y'all motherfuckers gonna go down. So it started to crack. And then it was just like showing how President Nixon was like the head of the shit. But I think when he stepped down and Joe Ford became president, I think a year later he gave him a pardon. And some yeah. of his, his niggas got his rider dies. <laughs> <laughs> they were supposed to get like, you know, plenty of years in prison, but they probably got like 18 months and got out. Wow. So it, it kind of not, it doesn't really match, but I was literally just watching it like two yeah. days ago. So it's just crazy how I was literally talking to somebody. I'm like, it's crazy how, you know, you know, motherfuckers do shit wrong, but they'll get smacked with, you know, 10 years, three years, you know, for a little drug violation, carrying some weed, but shit like that, that's very felony worthy. And you know, you're doing it wrong and you in that position of power. Motherfuckers just be hush hush and you know, you don't, you don't do shit about it. So, um, no, that, that, stuff like that too. Shit. Yeah, no, that, that actually, I mean, I was going to add that to my list. Yeah, not to spoil the movie, but that, that's exactly what happened. Like, they were the woman that actually set up the, came up with the purge. She, well, she did it, sci- it scientifically. Right. She was saying, hey, was she white? She's white. <laughs> she said, Doesn't let them, show. let them, tell them, let them, let them go do their thing. Don't without any interference. And then the numbers weren't right. And then mm-hmm. the guy was like, look, we need to get these numbers up or we won't be president this year. And the guy was like, all right. And then he went in the little back room and came out. And next thing you know, these motherfuckers and Ku Klux Klan members mm-hmm. and all these mercenaries started coming out. Is that the most out. recent one? This, this is the most recent one, but it's the Did prequel. Did it just come out? Yeah, it came out last. This, oh, it came out Friday. Yesterday. Who was the one before that was really about? It was like a Halloween one? Because that's the one I remember. The Purge. Is it election that, year? Yeah, that was the one. Yeah, that yeah. one was crazy. I yeah. never seen it, but the commercial just like. Yeah, that was the one. When they, were, uh, they were hiring a new person. And mm. spoiler alert again, but they were hiring a new person to. That one, oh, they should have seen it. Yeah, that. they were hiring a new person. And she actually saw her family get purged. And she be, wanted to become president and got rid of the purge. Because mm-hmm. uh, initially, what it was is that by purging. They were killing the lower class right. and the one percent in the middle class were mm-hmm. th- uh, thriving. So that's and you know and, and it's 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 interesting if you watch it. It's kind of like it kind of make you think like what are they doing? That they can't really tell us to go kill each other now because we we're not. Well, some people will do it, but for the most part, we're not going to stand for it. But like, what are they doing indirectly to kind of purge us out of our what neighborhoods? I, what I don't get about these movies, not that I've seen any of them, but from what I understand is that. These people are, like you said, they're simply just killing people. If crime is legal, what? There are other crimes that you could be doing. That's what I'm saying. They're doing, they're doing on top of that, but like they were looting stores and stuff like that. They were doing that as oh, well, somebody too. Somebody make it seem like they're not doing that stuff. No, no. That's like the I first said, thing. The first them. thing they so did. They was like, two. I'm right. one of the dudes, um, 
Shout out to him. He was an Instagram uh, uh, um, personality, and he actually got a role in there, too. And um, I've been seeing that a lot lately, too. But uh, he, he was purging somebody's store, you know. But, you know, that's what I'm just saying. Like, just think of different uh, indirect ways that, you know, kinda, we're getting purged. Well, I kind of agree with what Reese said, like development. And even the, um, I think, giving, giving um, like, the black kids harsher sentences. Dude, Things like that, one. you know, oh, like, how that boy, didn't he get, like, 40-some years for that's stealing cars? Car, yeah. Like, okay, he did something bad, but that's just... That's just a lot. Like that's a lot. Um, mm. So they're, you know, they th- they say that they're trying to make examples out of them, but it's like you know that you're doing extra, and then you got a guy who killed three women, and he only got three, uh, not killed, he raped three women, and he only got three months. Mm. Like, yep. mm-hmm. let me ask you this question. So if that that young man stole your car and damaged it, whatever they caught him, and the judge said, "Look, I want to give you forty years, but we have the victim in here." We'll let her decide your fate. What would you do? How many years do you think, would you feel or think that would be enough to... How old was he? He was a teenager. Let's say he was like 14, 15. What did he do? He killed somebody? Say what you said again. Uh, he, he was still in, stole my car. Yeah, he stole the car and then damaged it. Stole Why be your podcast? Who's this? Hello? What the fuck? You hear me shit? I picked up. You didn't call private this time. This one. This is good this week. Right. Shut the fuck up. Gotcha. Anyway, I'm done. I don't know. I don't know because you know what? Off topic. On topic. I had just recently seen one of the newer episodes of Law and Order SVU, and what happened was a little black black boy. Him and his friends were messing with a uh, transgender girl. Mm. And, you know, she was minding her own business, taking pictures in the park. And he ended up pushing her off the bridge. And um, she was hurt. And um, then she she ended up dying because of something that happened with her lungs. Mm. Or, no, one her, the, uh, her leg being broke or something. But whatever. So, you know, he apologized right before she died. And the parents were kind of like, well, you know, he seems very compassionate remorseful. and he seems yeah very remorseful so you know and our daughter wouldn't want things like this to happen you know our daughter was about love and peace mm. and you know he did apologize to her so we don't want we don't want two lives taken away mm. because you know of this incident but the judge was like fuck that the judge gave him seven years mm. even mm. though the the father stood there and was like i don't want this to happen to him um but the judge was like, eh, still. And they gave him a hate crime, but mm. um, it was a really good episode. But um, honestly, I don't know. Um, at the end of the day, a car can be replaced. I know that, that, I know that cars are expensive. I know right. that a lot goes into getting a car, whether you're paying a car note or whether your car is paid off, all of that. And I understand that. But at the same time, I kind of feel like what is putting them in jail going to do? Mm. Um, in a sense, not saying I wouldn't. Right. Take your little ass to juvie mm-hmm. and learn something. But so would you alternative punishment like community service or you know? So you gotta wash cars for a year. More than that. I hate that shit. I hate cars. I want to take the bus. <laughs> right. You know what? 
Uh, I don't think that's a good one either because they still gonna do it. I was gonna say they can't get their driver's license until they're twenty five, mm-hmm. but they still gonna drive cars yeah, with or without it. So it really don't matter. I don't I honestly up? don't know. I'd I'd have to be in that in that situation and just see what I'm feeling at the moment. Right, do right. you do you think like okay? I don't know if we talked about this before, and I remember I think it was on specifically. I remember it was on um my wife and kids where Claire did something, and um what's his name, Mister Kyle, he didn't. He, you know, they put you on punishment, and that's that. He was like, "I'm not even gonna put you on punishment. I'm just gonna let you know that I'm very disappointed in you." Mm-hmm. And I think it was on, it was on Blackish too. We did talk about that. So, do you think that type of punishment, where people genuinely feel guilty about what they did because of just the, the act of disappointment, is better than throwing a motherfucker in jail? Does that depend on age, or is that something that I think it depends on the person? Because like, like this kid. I felt for him because at first I was like, you know, I'm very big on advocating for the LGBT community. Um, You know, I try to teach people. I try to educate people on Mm -hmm. proper terms and pronouns and things like that. (laughs) So I was upset, too, because I'm like, you know, my young black children, men, you know, we got to do better, you know, just because you see something that you don't know. And even one of the guys in the court was like, he's never been around a transgender. He doesn't know how to act. That does not give him that Mm -hmm. does not excuse him pushing this girl off the bridge right. regardless but um i think it depends on the kids and the mm-hmm. kid and the age um because you got his friends they were just like whatever you know we ain't pusher right. you know we was fucking with her but we ain't pusher so you know they didn't really care they weren't remorseful at all and had they been involved in the whole thing of it then i would have been like yeah put their little asses in jail but he seemed very remorseful he felt he felt sick to his stomach that little boy was like i can't eat i can't do this mm-hmm. you know I genuinely on my side of the TV felt bad because I'm like, damn, like, what would I do if I was his parent? What would I do if I was the girl's parent? You know? Yeah. It's kind of. But you know, what's interesting. I've been in a situation like this, not like that. But remember when I told you guys, damn, I can't believe it was like four years ago when the young dude shot at my dad's mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. Same thing. He was about my age. And um, you had to go to court for that, right? Yeah. I had to be a witness on the stand. That was my first time on the stand. I'm like, oh, this is what y'all do and shit. <laughs> so it was like, we couldn't be in, there, be in there at the same time. My dad, his girlfriend, and myself, we had to all be in there at separate times. We couldn't hear each other's testimonies. Right, right, right. And wow. um, just the interesting there. about like the questions they were asking and just like different setups. And you see the picture of your house like where the blinds close and when you just see the stuff that they ask you um which is kind of intriguing but it was crazy because we were all talking and i was like i kind of feel bad because logically when not logically but when i think about it i'm like okay it was dumb as fuck for you to shoot at our window like if you've been to her house you know that that's not her house so obviously you wanted to scare her but you actually rang off bullets not thinking if somebody was home but the one thing in me and i think my dad's girlfriend said the same same thing and my dad was like shit um <laughs> you shot at our house but when you see another young black man go down and then on top of that i don't know if he had like minor stuff but he really didn't have anything on ccap but that and he mm. got like eight years in prison for that mm. so it's yeah. been like four uh, which is crazy so like in that moment i think you know and i think it was funny because when my dad girlfriend got on stand she was in it for a long time we we're like what the fuck so i think they had to stop my and take the jury up. out because they said hearsay because she was saying different things and she kind of felt remorseful and said you know i don't want him to get all that time and then you know hearsay had to take the jury out and say stop saying stupid shit or whatever but she like that's what i heard so it was like (laughs) in for me to be in that moment i did feel a little bit bad and maybe because my dad didn't get shot because he was sitting right in front of the Mm -hmm, window mm -hmm. if he did get shot rack that motherfucker up I don't yeah. give a fuck if you didn't do 20 nothing. years. Yeah, he, 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 he would have gotten more time. Yeah, we got way yeah, more time. Yeah, and literally that, that bullet hit my dad's chair. Like, it's crazy because he always, like, when he'll put, 
you know, oil the scalp or whatever. He'll have a towel on his little recliner. He sits dead in front of the window. Mm-hmm. And if his chair, because he happened to be reclined and it was so crazy because I was about to go fix my hair and we was going to go to the store. And if he was actually sitting up because he still was reclined, if he was fi- finished it up and go, he would have got popped because he was laying back a little bit. It hit right the corner of his chair. And then we all hit the flow by then and it rang off like five more shots or whatever. And I, I thought something, I thought, I don't want to say he was dead, but we didn't hear him because me and um, Ayala, his girlfriend, climbed like to the other side of the room and into a hallway. And then he he didn't say nothing. Then he kind of crawled because he a big dude. And he got up looking out the window. We like, nigga, sit the fuck down. Yeah. <laughs> so he kind of like, no, I'm a fucker. Who was that? Like, what you going to do? So it was just crazy just to be in that moment. But like, if he got popped, rack him. Yeah. Throw the book at him. I do it here. Mm. But yeah, and I just felt it just felt bad just seeing him sit there and just knowing that he'd have no record and just just because of dumb shit like right. being mad at your baby mama, whatever it was. So right. yeah, it'd be interesting, like you know, something like that where not necessarily a purge, but more so like let the if the citizens got the opportunity to put the uh, uh, judgment in um the, the victim's hands as opposed to it being a court of law just to see how it would work in experiment and see if people would do more crimes like say for instance what i would do is with the with the kid i would i would i would tell i'll go to the judge chambers and say hey look tell him that you give him the 40 years you're not going to give it to him but you know take him back go through the whole process as if he was going to get 40 years see how remorseful he is and and go from there if he's remorseful and you know it's not crocodile tears or anything like that then you know maybe put him in there for a couple of days maybe a week or something like that couple days yeah a couple <laughs> of days or something like that and then go from there and then may have him do something like community service whatever um you know something or maybe put him on parole whatever um and then go yeah, from but there that could also backfire though because they could be like um well you know i did all this stuff and i almost got 40 years but now they're only going to give me three days and i gotta do this punk ass community service i'm just go back to doing what i was doing well then that's then the, you know time would be more like you know I, I don't know if y'all were saying this too um i think one thing that may help is kind of evaluating the past that the person had for too. that thing too because sometimes you don't want to look at the past but if you can see that they've done this multiple times as a teenager because sometimes right. teens just keep doing dumb shit right right i'm not giving you three days like right. you need to go sit your ass down but like if you you know look at your family history kind of like what uh surfer gold was saying like kind of right. look at the angling of what's going right. on in people's homes to kind of guide where they're going let's look at the past to see where the fuck they going because you're not getting three days nigga if you just smacked up everybody car in the block right so i mean that might help too i mean and don't get me wrong back in the day when it was in the the community's hands it was people got lynched you know and so <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying but like within the confines of the law but still kind of giving the 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 victim the actual power just to see how it would work and see if that would maybe deter crime just a little bit not the power to kill anybody but you know the power to give them the sentence or give them the the just do what they feel is enough for the crime so yeah Let's see um not violent crimes though like right. no murder or anything like that that, that just yeah last thing i want to mention this is off subject but i just want to say this too because i was gonna put this in a pamphlet but i forgot um back to the watergate thing is just real quick similarity is so interesting because i think it may unfold just like that the whole thing with the trump administration and it was a part where um the nixon administration and his people were really mad at the washington post for doing what they were doing as far as the investigation and asking questions and shit like that so they had a tape where and I think the one part that really got Nixon messed up is he had his own tapings or like he set up his own recording system. that got his ass set up too. Cause he didn't want to release the tapes anyway, which is kind of dumb. But, um, it was a, a, a part where they played some recordings where he was like, yeah, uh, the Washington post is not allowed back into the white house, you know, <laughs> keep the media, 
you know, misinformed, mm-hmm. you know, makeup stuff and who's doing that shit now. I was like, damn, it's the same shit. So it's just crazy just to see, you know, things like that happening, you know, was it 45, damn near 50 years ago. Um, and we're right back where we are again. So, um, yeah, shout out to, uh, the segment was really good. We had a lot of great discussions and, um, listeners, let us know what you guys think. Um, whether you're sitting here listening alone at work or if you're chilling with your boo. Right, Lassie? Chilling with your boo. <laughs> I thought that was a good segue. <laughs> yes, it was. Sorry. Speaking of booze, <laughs> um, we don't have, and we don't have to spend a lot of time on this, but um, I don't know if y'all heard or even cared to click on it, but Nicki Minaj and Quavo did a remix to Boot Up Shh, by LMA. And one, I want to say this. People, LMA has more music than Boot Up. <clears throat> Didi da. Um, <laughs> my, my mom thought it was right. called Biddy Bottom. <laughs> I, I love her. Um, same thing. I love her. What's the song that be like Bottom Bottom? Pretty <laughs> much. I was like, girl, what are you talking about? But <laughs> but um, so they 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 did a remix and it is absolutely trash. Basura. To trash. Like it was is like I don't know. Nikki to me has Nikki to me has just went downhill. Um, somebody says she doesn't know how to handle competition. Mm. Um, the thing is, I feel like back in the day there were always there was, especially in the '90s, there was a group of women doing rap music, and they kind of came together, worked together. You know, everybody was different. Everybody did their own thing. They over there. If you want to work together, cool. And it seems like because she won best. Uh, female rap artists for seven years in a row and now you know she's kind of just like well, I'm the best but anyway I feel like Nikki has gone down I don't feel like the remix was re- needed the only person that needed to make a remix was Chris Brown although T-Pain's is fire but mm-hmm. I don't like Chris Chris Brown messed up focus and I don't want to mm-hmm. focus you know mm-hmm. um, I know you mentioned it too but I was mm-hmm. listening to it earlier T-Pain's version uh, he put it on SoundCloud I just listened to some clips that I saw that he put yeah. on his live mm-hmm. I liked it. Yeah, I liked his too. He always does great yeah. job of remixes. And let's leave some, like, you can't put everybody on the fucking remix, okay? Just because okay. you're this person that per- Leave it be. I wonder if LMA was like, no, I was no. So, I know, right? So, but it, but it, but it's, it's if you have uh, Tidal, it's one of the one of those premiere right, songs right, on right. Tidal. And then also on top of Apple, it was on one of the premiere Somebody songs. Somebody Nicki Minaj and Yeah, yeah. Because of who they are. Yeah, and that, people exactly. And people going to scream it just to say it's trash. Um, I want to throw this since you talked about Nikki, you said she went downhill. I don't want to get into it too much, but there was an incident uh, recently. One of Karen Civil's, um, uh, I want to say employees, she would do some blog posts and stuff like that. Um, and Karen Civil is a client. Um, uh, and Karen Civil has Nikki Minaj as her client. She does marketing things for her. Um, she posted on her Twitter, the employee, that you know I wish Nikki Minaj would uh talk about. Um, more things of substance. Oh, I like think I've Jay- seen that. Yeah, yeah. like Jay Z, and then Nicki Minaj went into her DMs, say you stupid little her. bitch, and yada yada yeah, yada, yeah. crazy stuff like that. Um, what what she said though, I thought about it, and I'm like, you know what, Nicki Minaj is still doing things when we first were introduced to her. Of we course. she did the Roman stuff and all that stuff, and the mm-hmm. different voices. And uh, at first, I I, I kind of disagreed. I had a conversation with my cousin. He was like, I just want her to spit. I'm like, well, you know, that's that's Nicki. She does the different voices in the Raymond. Think about the monster verse. Like it's one of her famous verses, and like she killed it. But he was like, now you're like 34, 35. It's time for you to, you know, she step forgot your... her own age. Right. Actually. Yeah. And, she, and, and uh, <laughs> I was listening to Joe Budden podcast. He said he, he believes she might be on some pills or something like that. Yeah. But do you think that if she changed her subject matter and to talk about more grown shit like a Jay Z or Nas or Beyonce. even um, Beyonce or even Meek Mill since he's gotten out, 
Um, the the main she change? the main thing I really really would love to see Nikki do is stop calling bitches her son. <laughs> that is getting old. Sis. It's be like a fetus. We we hear it in almost every song. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at first it was cute, but now it's like okay, stop. Um, I don't. Honestly, I don't know what Nicki Minaj raps about nowadays. <laughs> right. To me, it's like she raps about other people being her competition and being her sons and things like that. And it's like there's other stuff to talk about, you know. Um, talk about her. Like, what are your what's your journey now? Like, as you're as you're coming a woman, but the, I think that you you should want to talk about things that are are authentic right. to what's technically right. going on in your life. Exactly. I think people are going to be able to relate to you if you like when bryson tiller first came out his album right. the first album the song exchange was very big and then the album came it was something that people could relate to because people may have been feeling that way and that's how he was really feeling granted he said his second album it didn't do as well but he was going through some personal things so mm-hmm. maybe it didn't reflect that totally fire but you know when you have people that come out like a, a scissor or something like that it's like her voice her tone um I was even listening to a couple of different of LMA songs. Somebody else was telling me they like one of her songs, another song from one of her old EPs that are very good. I don't know too much about her, so I can't speak on her. But just when you get these different people, or like we talked about on Eagles and Opinions, when you just click around and find different people and you vibe with what they're saying, just because it actually may be true or it damn sure sound like a real ass story, mm-hmm. you're able to more so relate to that. On top of that, I think Nikki, to me, she's one of those people that, you can technically say she's still the same person. I think sometimes a lot of people are harder on her because when Chun-Li and then the other song Barbie Tings came out, I honestly didn't think they were that bad. It reminded me of when Cardi dropped the second single where she was singing her own hook and a lot of people was like, why she do that? But a lot of motherfuckers are singing that shit now. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think it was bad when I first heard it. So it's it's like, it's give or take with her because people are not going to like her because she Nikki. Some people feel like she's doing the same shit. I just feel like she's doing some of the same things and she's, the songs were okay. I just think that people, when you're in this industry and it's a throwaway industry, people get tired of you just because they can and new people pop up all the time. Right. So they want something new. And I don't like, I just think that she be arguing too much with motherfuckers and yeah. just kind of, you know, soul search a little bit more or talk about really like you yeah. said what's going on I mean, she did for a minute she was off she was off social media for like I mean, years or months yeah, yeah but, but you, she came back and did the same thing right you know, you know what i think her problem was she came back talking about cardi or she came back focusing on other things besides herself like yeah. just come back you know do some music i mean she had her music but just you know the whole just focus on what you got going on like don't or just don't even entertain all that. Just do, I don't know. I guess that's all I'm saying. Just do authentically what's going on in your world. Like, then she say something about um, somebody's, um, like, calling people women bitches or whatever she said. But then she had a song say, or she didn't want to promote being a prostitute or whatever, get, get pussy, whatever it was she was saying. And, and then she had a song that said that, that, one of the new songs. So people was like, how you going to say that? And then you, you said that. Like, I don't know. Like, it's, <laughs> I know it's. It's, it's weird Nick. when it comes to Nikki because I love, love, man, when I listen to her old songs, I'm like, damn. And I think that's what people, you know, she hates when people say they miss mixtape Nikki, but it's like, mm-hmm. bitch, you were actually rapping back then. Like, mm-hmm. not saying that she not now. There's nothing wrong with crossing over into a new genre of music. I'm not mad at her for doing pop music or anything like that. But I'm mad at her for like what Reese is saying. Like, don't like you're you're losing your authenticity. Don't get lost mm. in the sauce. Right. And if you listen to right, what popped in my head while Reese was talking was still I rise. She was talking about some some real shit. Like, even though 
you know, I keep getting pushed back. I'm still going to get my ass up and still try to make it in this rap shit. You know, whatever the case, whatever, whatever. But it's like, what are you doing now? I don't think, I'm not saying Chun-Li and Barbie Tings are bad songs, but it's like, Onika, you can do better. Well, I mean, the thing is, what is her team doing as well, too? Like, I know what the whole Safari thing is that's dead, whatever, and the Meek thing was dead too, is dead, too, but... This is a a time where women is flourishing. They always been, but it's like it's it's so it's to the forefront. Why aren't you capitalizing on that and and focusing on the women that's you know getting their shit done and having women anthems and stuff like that that they can rock to? And it's like I don't I don't see why you're not doing that. So um, I forgot yeah. what it was. I think Joe said Joe Budden said he you know if he had like a if he could get hired as a consultant he would definitely get on track. And I believe yeah. he probably could. But yeah, yeah I think- it's, it's interesting. And that's kind of what I was saying. I think that was the thing somebody was mentioning. Whatever she said, I forget what interview or what I think it was like a written interview. I forget what it was. She said that like, you know, I don't know, she felt like some of her music promoted that or whatever. Mm. And then the song she had, whatever, I don't remember the song specifically. Sorry, it could have been one of the new songs. She kind of said that like in a rap. And it's like kind of like you said, maybe kind of do more of a women's anthem. Like get on get on that but you know i didn't have a problem with her songs i kind of liked them it was the same nikki vibes i just think generally people are tired of hearing that Mm -hmm. but i think if she kind of you know stuck to that you know and then added something different something fresh you know and then on top of that you know she's at the bt awards people talking about her hair and her outfit not even watch it people Mm -hmm. i just saw her because i didn't watch it i just saw her pictures Mm -hmm. and then she was on stage her legs open that's all i saw on people Mm -hmm. and that's what you see on social media so you have to kind of get away and she did step away i like nikki i like what she do that's hilarious um mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway um yeah this damn thing gonna fall but i'm gonna try to keep it on <laughs> shout out to uh what's going on that's that was a good segment guys i, I liked everything we talked about so um ladies yeah um my weekly revelation so it's gonna kind of go into the first thing in dating and relationships so we'll be able to scroll into that so i actually watched um the will smith on title and rap radar podcast and um it was just a random thought. And he went into one of the things he talked about was talking about Jaden and how, you know, being a parent, sometimes you don't really agree with the things that your children do. And um, he gave an example um, about Jaden going to prom with a young woman and um, the dad called like, you know, we love him, but he's trying to go with her in a bat suit. And, yeah, and you know, and, and you know, I really respected <laughs> Jada because she was just kind of like he said, Jada was like, you know, you can Baby. totally say no. You can totally say you don't want to go with him, but, you know, this is who he is. But then they had to talk with him, too. Like, you know, this is a girl's problem. Like, they mm-hmm. thoroughly explained it to him. This is, like, her thing. Like, you know, she's going to look back at these pictures. And he was like, you know, I understand that, but this is me. And I'll put a tie. I'll put a tie. So he actually went with the <laughs> shit. It's the same shit he wore to Kanye and Kim's wedding. <laughs> and he put a tie on, and that was that. So I want to ask you guys, like, is there something... Like growing up as a teen, you know, a kid or whatever, something that you did in your younger years could be something like that, wearing an outfit or whatever that you did that your parents questioned or just didn't like that they had to fucking like get over. Or even you decided to change it. I don't think I have anything. I think growing up, my mom was pretty supportive of things that I wanted to do and um even um like my senior year um we just had a lot of financial problems and I ended up getting a dress from Forever 21 and um for prom yeah for prom and a lot of people uh this uh guy that went to school with me he was upset and he was like 
her cheap ass dress. And, you know, he mm-hmm. said all these things. And I told my mom what he had said. And she was like, well, you liked your dress, right? And I was like, yeah, I didn't, you know, right. there, there was no problem to me. I mean, prom, you, you paying for a dance party, basically. Right. Um, right. Especially compared to but, what you're doing now. Jesus. You know, my mom, she just was pretty supportive of, you know, any decisions that I really want to make. Because, you know, at first I was like, well, I'm not going to go. And she was like, no, I want you to be able to go. You know, we can find you something. And, hey, I was with it. I was like, okay, I found this cute-ass dress at Forever 21 for, like, 40 bucks. I'll take it. You know? Okay. I, even the year before, I didn't get a dress. You know how some girls get the, hundred, you know, $200 dresses made and things mm-hmm. like that, which that's cool for them. I've never been big on stuff like that. Like, I want to look nice, but I've never been the type that was like, oh, let me go get fitted and order this dress that's, like, two four hundred dollars whatever you know i don't know how much those dresses were but i can't think of anything so i'm gonna go with yeah no nothing um i think for the most part everything i i would support it um support it in um I'm trying to think uh, is there anything not that one relationship when you tell your colleagues your business the tea and they bring it back up mean i wasn't even around for that so i was joking i know i know I'm not, I'm not slighted at all. This is jokes. Um, I can't really think of it. I can't really think of anything. I think um the angle that I did in high school, um, which was I didn't do the sports angle, um, not in high school, which is interesting because people always ask, "Did you play? Did you play football?" I'm like, "Football, like football." Like, um, but uh, I did more so of the um, the music, um, the music. Um, oh, here you go. There you go. It's kind of came on my look at guy. So there was a time when I first started uh, at Riverside. I was um, they give you an alternative if you do art or music, and I, of course I wanted to do music. And I was in band class, and um, I took band class. I was very appreciative appreciative of it because first time learning music and stuff like that. So um, my second year going back in, my sophomore year, you would take that class again, but you'll take it a step the next step up. So the first class is the beginning, teach you all the basics. You learn how to play a certain instrument. My instrument was a trumpet. So the next year, they teach you how to actually do the marching and stuff like that. And I was cool with the trumpet. I was mastering the trumpet. I'll take my trumpet home. I'll practice, 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 getting great with it. Know how to do all the stuff and the, blow the notes, whatever, pause. And they upgraded me to this cornet. Cornet is like a little step up from the trumpet. And it's a little heavier. So mind you, so you're doing the you know the moves and dances and stuff. I was like, nah, this ain't for me. So I, I got in touch with this um this piano teacher. Her name is Miss Walker. Never forget her. Um, and I was like, you know, I want to take your class. I want to learn how to play the piano. And um, I had just my family had just got me a piano for um for one of my birthdays. And um, my band teacher was giving me kind of flack, like you know you good, you know stay stay with this, you'd be great. My mom was like, I'm gonna come up there. And he was like, you know, my son want to do piano. That's what we want to do. And he kind of, you know, black mom. He was kind of like, right. and he look kind of gave me a look like, okay, <laughs> he like you could be great, you know. And I, I understand where he was coming from. And he taught me every taught me he taught me the treble clef, so that I had no problems. So moving into piano, I had no problems learning music and yes. learning reach music. So uh, I think that's one of the things. I guess if, if it's right in the vein of your um, your question, Reese, um, you know, my parents did support me in in the uh changing from band to music but as far as like anything that they resisted i don't think they resisted anything but they definitely support it um for me i just think that there was nothing specifically i just think generally i was a little bit different than my parents were in the era that they came from 
And I think that I, um, I was a little bit more well-versed in different arenas and trying different things. Cause like, you know, I'll go and braid somebody hair, then I'll go play basketball, then I'll go play double dutch. And then, you know, I was getting good grades. So I think a lot of the things that I was tackling, they weren't used to, not to say that they resisted, but um, there were certain things that they didn't understand, I could say. And at this point in my life now, it's so funny because I look back on some of the things and I look where I'm at now and all they can do is respect whatever I'm doing. Because I think sometimes they look at me and they just be like, shit, do that (laughs) shit. Because, you know just looking at some of the things that I've already done for myself, you know, they get, they get excited about it when they actually seen the stuff come to fruition. Cause you Mm -hmm. know, not to say my parents don't believe in what I'm doing. It's just because they don't know because they haven't done those things. Right. 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 Um, So I just thought it was dope to hear Will say that about Jaden, because, you know, I think even on the red table talk, Jada mentioned that um, when he did the, uh, what was it? Gucci, whatever ad that he did. um, And he was wearing the skirt. And she said, we'll literally call her like, you know, what the, this? <laughs> right, right, right. And right. she For was that like, camp will, yeah. this is what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And you know, whatever. And then he was just kind of like, all right, fine. So sometimes you don't understand because of where you come from in that area. You know, he comes from Philly and you know what he's used to doing on TV. And then yeah. now this is happening. It's like, what the fuck? But you kind of got to respect who your kids are and specifically know who they are. Well, in the same line too, if you watch the interview, uh, he talked about how his, after his father passed, he, he right. became the pack the leader of this family right, so yeah, he I wanted to, to go that far but yeah. yeah so he wanted to just you know go he wanted to say like now i get to raise my family how i want to raise I my family so that's big i think another thing too real quick uh south africa for at least for my family i know that oh, at yeah, first there wasn't a, it was kind of like he was so far out and they were kind of like uh eh, all right we're gonna support you you know and then it started getting closer and you started getting little things like the hotel and passport and this that and the other and they're like, okay this nigga really finna go and it was like, you sure you want to go to Africa? And then afterwards, it was like, oh, well, I'm glad you came. And, you know, of course, it helps when you come back with gifts, too. So, yeah, I think um, it's one of those things because it's the unknown. I think at that point with my parents, I was at the point where have fun. But I think in the past, because I presented it to them already, mm-hmm. that was the initial thought. Like, out of all places, you want to go to Africa. And, you don't. people, black people don't, some black people, I should say, don't know about Africa besides you know, it's the commercials dangerous, you see at the nighttime yeah. and poor. dangerous and poor. Yeah. That's all people know. So that's why I really want to go because I knew more than that. And I knew somebody on Facebook that or not Facebook, Instagram. that was living a better life than we living here. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. So it was like I knew what it was. So by that time, I remember I was posting pictures like the highways and the malls and people was like, this Africa. And I'm like, <laughs> hell yeah, it's Africa. And I remember you was kind of like your this grandparents was like. This is where you want to go? Like, right. And I'm yeah. just like, oh, please don't talk about it and shit. <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was an interesting topic. So willing into dating and relationships and uh, talking about Mr. Smith and uh, you want to present it? No, yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. Real quick. So this is, Will's talking about, um, to wrap right our podcast, Elliot and BDOT, um, about his relationship with uh, with Jada. It was rocky um, in the beginning and they decided to go talk to Ruby D. So they in in this clip here, he just sat down with Ruby D. And she told him um, how to get their marriage back together, if you will. Know him. Anyway, I'll play the clip. Here we go. It's like two minutes long, so I'll use it, but so it's chopped just, up. You know, when people have that look, like when they just you just understand they get life. They got it. You don't know what it is, but you can just see the look where they got in. Ruby got that look, and she's sitting. So Ruby turns. Ruby turns to Jada. And she said, how long, how long you known him? 
<laughs> and Jada said, at the time, it was 17. She said, I've known him for 17 years. Ruby said, 17 years? Shit, you don't even know him yet. Wow. Mm-hmm. Right? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> she said, just relax. And that was her whole advice. She's like, you don't even know him yet. And it was like the idea that 17 years, you don't even know him yet. And that is so deeply true. It's like... um, as much as marriage is a relationship commitment, it really is a singular commitment to yourself that you are going to use your marriage to develop yourself, right? Marriage demands that you be the best version of you or it ain't going to work, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? right? So, you know, that she, you know. Yeah. So, and then he goes in to say that, you know, they are, there's nothing that, he can do or what Jada can do to break, break their, their bond, uh, break their marriage. So I guess you want to talk about that. Normally we say that when you think about marriage, you think of two people, not necessarily having their shit together, but, you know, having their shit together enough where we say we'll, we'll work on our shit together. You know what I mean? Put ourselves together. Where Will is saying is kind of, you know, kind of different where it's like, yeah, we're together, but we're still individually building ourselves up. And they're allowing each other that space to build each other up. And I think um, it's so funny because I was listening to the red table um, mm-hmm. and she was saying that as of, as of recently, I've been happy by myself and doing my own thing. And Will has given her the space to do that. So I guess uh, with that and new information, or I don't know if that's new information to you all, but with that information, like has that kind of changed or warped your uh, thinking of marriage a little bit now? Mm-hmm. I've always been the type of person, especially them questions where people ask, you know, you're going to have this together or that. And I've always wanted whoever I'm with to have their own identity and have something separate of me to continuously be happy. Because for me and my own solitude, I understand. And just from being in solitude, I've always understand the need of that and the need of wanting to have your own thing. And just thinking about when I grew up, it's, it's kind of off subject. Well, well, I guess it's on subject. When I was younger, I will still, now I'm the person that people always come to just for questions and just to vent to. And I remember I was talking to one of my guy friends and we were talking about him. And then he was like, and I, I forget the I forget what I asked him, but the topic for me was like, you know, I was like, damn, I don't know what I would want for from a partner, like specifically. And off top, he was like space. And I was like, oh, that's a good point. He was like, because the way you grew up, the way your dad grew up, like me and my dad, he would be in the living room. I'll be in my room, mind my mm-hmm. business. We want to talk. We do. It's not like we were separated. Family would come over for events. Why are you in your room? And I'm like, this is how I am when you're not here. So I think that that space for me already kind of. um makes that a requirement because it's like, I want you to be able to have your own thing outside of me. And I think he had a clip on his Instagram where he kind of talked about not this specifically, but just understanding that in order to kind of keep this thing going, we both have to have our own identity. Um, but as far as uh, him and Jada, um, I think Isaiah put it, I think when we first introduced the red table talk, talking about it when it first came out um, from elements, he mentioned it. Um, but it was one of my thoughts too, just understanding that you can see that now they're both in a space where they're jumping into their own things publicly where, you know, she has the red table talk um, show on Facebook and then he's doing his thing with Instagram and YouTube right. and being authentically himself. And he kind of mentioned that in the, um, this episode of the podcast too, saying that, you know, um, when he slapped a dude in Russia and Moscow, mm-hmm. when he kissed him or whatever, and he said, Jay-Z called him and was <laughs> laughing like, you know, yo, <laughs> yo like, he, like he kept calling him like 10 times, sent him all these messages like, you know, Jay don't never do this shit. So he's like, call me back. So he said, I called him back and he just dying laughing, doing his little voice like, yo, Will, me and B over here laughing like that's the funniest shit ever. Like, like 
anything that you do in the future, any movies like this ain't ain't nothing gonna be a better piece of work than this shit. Like me and B got a concert tonight. We thinking about canceling that shit, just sitting here to watch it because it's mm-hmm. so funny. And he goes on to say the moral of it was like Jay Z was kind of like this is the most authentic thing I've seen you do, you know, in the public eye. So he kind of talked about, you know, being authentically him. Um, and not to say he wasn't, but he was just saying, you know, in that time of uh, growing up into the industry back in the day, nineties, right. early two thousands, you're in a time where you have to kind of be, I forget the word he specifically used, but it's kind of like, you have to be like nice sign an autograph, this and that. And that's who he is, but he just, that authentic side and because of social media they want that personal touch of you they want to see you and that's how you grow and continue to grow so um back to the question yeah that's how i've always been have your own thing we come together because you can't be happy unless you're happy with yourself so last i agree um what he said really was no news you know you gotta to me even been in a relationship you got to be the best version of you like i don't know that that's just you know, that's how I view it. Some people like to view marriage as a contract, a business move, yada, 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 whatever, maybe. But um, along the lines of what Reese was saying, that's very true. You got to have your own thing going because I'm just like what Reese said, like, same way growing up. They called my mom and my stepdad called my room the dungeon because I was <laughs> always in there. And it got to the point where I had a refrigerator and a microwave in my room. <laughs> so I never had to leave my room unless I had to go to the bathroom or, you know, shower and things like that. Alone. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. I I just, I like silence too, which is crazy because my boyfriend likes being loud. So we know that essentially we have, you know, we on two different ends of the spectrum, you know? So mm-hmm. you, you like being loud. I like being quiet. So, you know, it's good for us. And I always tell him, you know, it's great for you to have your outside things that you do so it's not like because people always you know how people be like those couples are really stuck up under each other and things like that and it may look that way but it's really not you know there are times where i'm just chilling at his house and he's at a business meeting or doing music or doing something else um that you know he's supposed to be doing there the month i'll never forget the month of october last year was crazy for us and he was working two jobs and, you know, we had all these events leading up to PodFest. Um, so, you know, we rarely saw each other, but it wasn't all, I mean, and we lived together. There, It wasn't on no, damn, I never see him or, you know, I never see her. It was just on some, she got to be over here doing her stuff for her podcast. I got to be over here doing my work. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, yeah, I agree with Reese and just. I agree with Will too. Shit, be the best version of you, and um, it's like, damn, I don't know, I don't remember, I don't remember what episode that was, but we were talking about marriage, and you were saying, um, someone's one of y'all said within a fifteen twenty year marriage, you're you're not still married mm-hmm. to the person that you first no, met. You married to a whole not. different person because if she's pro, you know, if they're progressing and growing into whatever whatever then you know that's a whole different person so right yeah that's my opinion no i just uh, um i just wanted to throw that out there because um um just you know i've i've uh had an opportunity to see marriages in front of me uh, my whole entire life and you know that's one thing that kind of puts me um towards the goal of more focus of being married and actually one of my friends is getting married uh, towards the end of the month here so it's just beautiful to see marriage um and and I love talking to married people because it's something that you know I want to do but 
everyone's story is for the most part is different, you know, because they're their spouses are different, so they right. they go through different challenges. But for the most part, you know, it's still we still love each other. We're still growing, and um, and what Will said by by just you all having to have these own personal journeys, and you have to have them together, but allow them the space and opportunity to grow. I think that's so important in a marriage. Um, even just like finances, like you you need to have your own money. I always say. I need to have my own account. We have a joint account. And then, you know, you have your account. Huge the, advocate for that. Because yeah, same. I don't know. There might be some times where you, you can justify paying for shoes or whatever whatever your your likes are. And I could justify mine. But if it's coming out of the same account and I see, oh, you just spent, you know, $100 on whatever. And it's kind of like now we're having these arguments. Well, if you got your own money, yeah, go ahead. And then it kind of goes back to that nine, too. We talked about, well, you know, to borrow the $1,000 and pay me back. Like, it's a loan, baby. It's a loan. But, um, but yeah, I just want to throw that out there um, for those who, you know, some people really don't care about marriage. Some people think it's just a paper. But I think Will said um, towards the end of the clip that they don't even call each other husband and wife anymore. They call each other life partners. Right. Um, because it's life <laughs> and they're going to be together forever. So, um, so yeah, just want to throw that out there. I thought that was a great clip. And if you haven't checked that out, it's on title. Um, probably on YouTube too. You probably can check it out on YouTube. They do post it up there sometimes. So, um, yeah, he's, Will is always a great storyteller. Yeah. Just love um, talking, listening to him talk. It's interesting. I, I was just looking just Instagram, Facebook. You see that we're at that age where people are getting married and having babies. Like, I don't know what type of magical love elixir is in the air, but it's like, um, it's good to see. And I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. It's kind of like, it makes me nervous because you're at that time where you really realize, you know, your mistakes and you know, who you want to be with and things like that. And, um, I don't know, it's good. And then it's good to see some of the older people who've been through things, um, be able just to kind of talk to you and, uh, speak through you with their experiences. And, um, I think I even went back and listened to, or I didn't finish it. The one with Snoop Dogg, which is pretty good. Cause I just, I just personally love storytelling, which is kind mm, of, yeah. um, the idea behind my fruition project. But, um, I've listened to just a bunch of people and I always said, like, I wish like more older people had podcasts, um, being a yeah. guest is cool, but I think that if they have their own podcast, um, that generally want to even have younger people on a story. Like I think Deion Sanders, when he was on Arian Foster's podcast, he was, talking about it i'm like i think he said something about snoop snoop dog i think and him getting together and i'm like I'll, it'll be dope if people from all walks of life football doctors whatever you do can just have that that arena which um inspire more people versus just watching that game of football or watching that rapper rap like what's behind it so right 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 so yeah, yeah. shout out to to that did y'all want to do uh we talking for a minute do it on the radio yeah do it on the radio yeah perfect. all right cool um i'll just jump into my nine We've been having great discussions today. Thank you guys for listening again. <laughs> All right. Time for mine on. It's a question. It's not that thick. Um, I don't know if we had this, but whatever. It is, is it disrespectful to wear jewelry from your ex if you're in a new relationship and they know the ex bought the jewelry? Mm. King so no Mac and forth with you. <laughs> Giving that jewelry back. <laughs> Selling that shit back. Said, uh, and I'm going to uh, wear this motherfucker to the wedding. <laughs> what she wore? What she wore? That ring. Said a nigga brought a ring to your wedding. Put yours on the counter. Mm. It's bigger. <sighs> Ooh. Ouch. She said the motherfucker said, <laughs> fail. Ooh, pick it up. No wife of mine. Right. Moanjay. Right. Moanjay going to be like, 
Man, I got my shit thrown back at me a couple times. Um, Is that why you had a dent in your head? Keep going. <laughs> don't tell nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Ask what you think. Your man has some shoes. Jordans. Nice. Favorite pair. It's a pants. <laughs> some shoes. <laughs> I don't know if he wears shoes. I don't know. He does but not. Some some designer pants or something that's very that he like he likes to wear often. And uh, you come to find out, like, hmm, where you get those from? He's like, you know, my ex gave them to me, and I still keep them around. And he's wearing them all on about, you know, on social media like this. You know what I'm saying? A little bit extra um, you know, being extra with him. What what are your thoughts? Are you like it's not a big deal to me? Okay. Um, okay. And based on you know my current boyfriend and his previous relationship, they were together for over you know five years. So there's a lot that happened in their relationship, and I don't expect anyone to just be like, "All right, I'm out of this relationship. I'm going to throw all my shit from this relationship away." Mm-hmm. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, we need shoes, we need clothes. I would be, I think that that's kind of selfish to be like, uh-uh, she bought you those shoes, throw them damn drawers away. Right. Especially if I'm not going to replace them. Like, what I, about jewelry? I'm not buying no damn shoes. Um, He doesn't wear jewelry. But if it was like a chain or necklace, um, I mean, if it was real, I'm not telling him to get rid of that either. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just don't see a big problem with it. Cubalinks. And that could be <laughs> me being, um, bye. Some books. That could be me just being like, I don't want to get rid of mine. Type mm. thing because mm. I I had a mm. necklace thing with her goddamn self. <laughs> I had a necklace from my ex. Um, he bought it for me in high school. It was petty. It's Juicy Couture, and I loved Ooh. loved Juicy Couture um, in high school. So when he got me that necklace, I loved it, and it mm. wasn't one of those ones like I wore that. Sho- I wore that necklace in the shower and everything, and no colors, no nothing. So that was my favorite necklace. I lost it now, but. Aww. Um, you know, I, I'm not getting rid of that necklace for nobody because mm. that was something that I wanted, something that I loved. Yeah, interesting. Reese, did you answer? That one, I want to see what you no, said. No, you answered. Say. I proposed oh, the yeah, question. You yeah, answered yeah, that yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. go. Yeah, answer the damn question. Uh, I think it's the. For me, I would say. <laughs> I can lay down. <laughs> Take your panties off. <laughs> Take your necklace off. <laughs> Sell that bitch back here. Um, to me, it's the 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 not the actual item itself, the but the the it. meaning behind it, the story behind it, the the feelings behind it. Damn, because it was Christmas. it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he said, "I love you." For right? You know what I'm saying? Like maybe that was the first time he, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, to me, it's just kind of like, why are we holding on to this? Um, and you know, even if you put it away and keep it, whatever, that's fine. But I think flashing it or showing it out. You know, stuff like that. I just feel like, eh, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, now we're, now it's hindering. I won't say it's hindering, but it kind of, like, affects the memories that we're trying to build together. You know what I mean? So, it's kind of like, eh. Well, she don't think about that nigga when she put it on. I'm supposed to know that. I don't know that. What if she, she tell me a, that. But what if she had a tramp stamp with his name? Oh, see, yeah. I would have found that out long before. I I but have you love her. So, every time you fuck her from the back, it's his name. <laughs> <laughs> James. <laughs> um about you. I don't like Lassie said clothes and tennis shoes and shit. Like that's clothes and tennis shoes and shit. Shut the fuck up. But um you know, I can see how it becoming it can become an issue with certain things like jewelry with a meaning behind it, but mm-hmm. I can see how easily it's it's some shit that you fucking like. It was me now. That's how you do it. 
you with me now. That's how you do it. Nah. Like, well, you make her sound like somebody from Fifth and Burlai. She'd be like, I'm leaving you because you you would do it. Anyway, no, I don't. Um, I don't like. Voice. Anyway, I don't see an issue with clothes and stuff like that. But jewelry, eh, like if it was like a ring or some shit where y'all both gave each other the same shit on the same night and put that in the box. It's a, it's a moon. <laughs> <laughs> it's a moon. And so she got to have the other pieces. Right. Shit, so they do when the yeah. twins activate. So, so they yeah, like, that shit got to go. Uh, they dab shit you. like that the connect. Like, uh, get the fuck out of here. She's seeing her in a coffee shop one day. I'm like, she probably threw her shit away. <laughs> he he don't want to hold on to it. Right. Like, uh, smash that motherfucker. But clothes. <laughs> but yeah, other than clothes that, it's yeah. for you take it and let him know that it, he like, I lost my ring. Right. Oh, no. You know what? Right. You see, now you got to get slapped. What's that on the, uh, what show was that? <laughs> they threw it away. What's that? I, it was like Sister Sister, but I remember the episode of All of Us. It was an issue where I think he wanted to keep the wedding tapes or something. It was All of Us. Remember, mm. I think her name was Tia and Lisa Ray was the ex-wife. Mm-hmm. And Tia found the tapes or some shit and he wanted to get rid of it. But I think, I don't know if some of them were like special types and then some of it was like when they got married. So they came to the, so I think some of it was the conclusion of the ones where they got married was we going to keep them because that was, you know, taping of our union. I think it it was a that or yeah, it was a taping of their union to see that their son was born with love so he can look back. I don't know. Some shit. Um, What about places? Like I'm exploring the concept of, now, say, for instance, last summer you was with someone and you go to all these different places like mm-hmm. you know, off the top of my head. Not a special place, but like little places that. like that. Like, you know, y'all were frequent there all the time. People know that you would go there with that sp- a specific person. Then you start going there with a the new person. Like, should you go there? Go there. And you know that this, that your, you know, significant other might, your ex-significant other might be there. This is off subject, but on sub- subject because it's funny as fuck. But remember the episode of Martin mm-hmm. where they was petty bringing the exes back. Right. And then, uh. Yeah, yeah I remember that. And then, um. They set a table together. Right. But I don't know if it was the same episode or when they just got into it about going on vacation. And, uh. Yeah, I think it was that one. And then Jen- Martin was like, I'm going to take you to, uh. Damn, what the fuck is the name of the fuck? Whatever the fucking name of the island was, it was funny. Yeah, they were playing pool. And then, uh, you know, what are you guys doing for your wedding or whatever? Your honeymoon? Oh, we're going to go. And Jenny, we're going to go here. And then uh, she was like, oh, Martin, I remember we went there. Oh, we had a good time. And Jenny like, so you going to take me to her? She said, remember, remember, remember? And she was like, Tony and the girl. I love it. I love it. And Jenny was like, you think you're going in? She said, you would wear them little heart. And I think he still had them. She said, oh, you're going to throw them away. So don't take me no motherfucking where you took some other bitch for something special. Just because you went there, motherfucker. We going somewhere else. No, not for like my honeymoon. That's but, hilarious. But as far as going to like Casablanca, fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't going to be frequent there all but the time. No, I don't like the place. But. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like somewhere, you know, whatever. I, that's the only thing that came to my mind because I'm playing, you know, taking what? all the well, I'm gonna take Autumn. I haven't been there in a while. I've been going to the one in Brookfield now, but I'm I'm gonna go. Um, is it cute? Huh? Oh, it's, it's really nice. It's really nice. Yeah, it's actually more. It's more spacious than the one here. I would, you, I would yeah. assume, yeah. The one here, <laughs> like it's a Brady um, forty Brown. minute drive. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I was just thinking about that. I I just been exploring that, that concept of um 
What? I said that fake ass laugh. He's like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> see now, but why you always talk about my laughs? Like, I, if I do the hearty laugh, hearty ass laugh. <laughs> that's a fake ass laugh. That's that white man office laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I just Earl. bought thirty lawnmowers. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just wanted so to. That nigga's crazy. That. <laughs> <laughs> They'll say nothing to him. That's a cheesy lyric. Sorry, I'm gonna go. I love you, yeah. Okay, you done with that? Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say, hey, 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 hey. This shit funny as a bitch. Uh, that nigga crazy, baby. Don't say nothing to him. Shout out to Jeezy, man. I've been following Jeezy, man. He's been really on his shit. Yeah, interesting. Quote of the week? Quote of the week. I'm taking it way, 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 way back. Okay, it's it's super, sis. super, super basic. But the story behind it was yesterday, Um, I went to Barnes & Noble, and mm-hmm. they had... Um, you know, me and my boyfriend were walking around, we're looking at things. They had this display of books wrapped in um brown paper bag. And um they had written summaries of what the book was about. Mm-hmm. And so we read them, we like, damn, what book is this? Like we really like we like, oh, we want to read this. But behind that they uh so the quote of the week is don't judge a book by its cover. Oh, okay, um, sis, that but- quote B, I see you. Like wow. I said, we, I'm taking it back, but like I said, you know, based on the little summary that somebody wrote, we were right. like, ooh, we really want to read this. And I asked one of the ladies who worked there, I was like, is there any way of finding out what these books are? I want to read them. She's like, you just take that book down to the cash, you know, the, the cashier. They're going to ring it up because the SKU numbers are on the back. And then, boom. You want to take this? Yeah, why not? It's a real call. Mm-hmm. your Podcast, who's this? Hello. All right. Reese? Yes. Uh, is the podcast still going on? Yes. Who's calling? This is Sarah. Um, Cujo. We used to like run into each other. Oh, hey, Sarah. How are you? You know Sarah Lassie, don't you? I'm good. I want to know yeah, Sarah. I'm good, girl. You know, I just seen your like um, post and it's like calling me and I'm like, let me call and see what the podcast is about. Well, thanks so much, Sarah, for calling in. We appreciate it. My name is Mwanje, by the way. You don't know <laughs> you don't know me, but we we you know, hey. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're yeah, we're kind of uh, <laughs> yeah, who the fuck shit are you? Shit on, shit on my, shit on my introduction, Sarah. Thanks uh, very much. Anyway, Sarah, we're uh, we're kind of wrapping up now. Lassie was just giving us her quote of the week. Um, do you have any words of inspiration for our listeners? Words of inspiration. Yeah, we're in our quote of the week segment. Lassie usually leaves us with a nice quote to kind of empower the people. You have like a, a quote or empowerment, you know, that you're sitting on that you heard okay. this week. Go my, ahead. Okay. Um, like words of inspiration. I guess like it would be like, um, like when you see people for like the first time and like a long time, like in out. I can't. <laughs> well, how, okay. I don't know. Well, let 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 uh let help you out a little bit. Let Lassie read her uh quote to you and and, and let us know what that that's what this speaks to you. Okay, Lassie, what was yours? Okay, my quote was, "Don't judge a book by its cover." Kind of basic, but you know, sometimes we need that reminder to not judge people or things. I wouldn't even say just people. Things based on what we see on the outside. Um. Like mom, just for example, my mom has never tried av- uh, guacamole. She's like, I don't like avocados, blah, blah, blah. So we went to Metro Market. And I was like, oh, they make fresh guacamole. I'm like, mom, you should try this. She tried it and she was like, uh-huh. I didn't know it tastes like that. She's like, oh, that was really good. I wouldn't eat it every day, but you know, it was decent. So, you know, my mom is a very picky eater. I'm trying to bring her out of that, but 
Yeah, so let, let's not judge things based on their appearance. Um, sure. Try to okay. be open to new things. Sarah, have you ever judged a book by its cover, or has someone ever judged your book? I mean, yes. Like, a lot of people, like, um, I used to be a partner, and, um, like, now I'm married and I have a child. So, like, people who used to know me, they'll, they'll come up to me and like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're, like, you know, I have a kid. I, I have a picture of of you in my head and like now it's so different like so my yeah my quote would be like um you know just because you knew me five years ago you don't know the person i am now okay come on people grow people grow people grow people change you know so like you may have known me five years ago i mean you don't know where i'm at like in this part of life so I guess that will be my quote. Okay, come on, Sarah. There you Sarah, go. That's a that's a very 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 good quote. <laughs> She's laughing. Congratulations, I see Sarah. You. Come yeah. on now. Congrats. And you know I was gonna ask you because I know you were in the military and then I saw that you were pregnant awesome. and then you said you're married now, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. See, see, that's yeah. a, and it's a big step because I remember I ain't gonna bring it up, but we used to always be out on North. We were just talking about North Avenue. Yeah, yeah. We would see her all the time, and me and Sarah used to be having a good time getting it cracking. Um, yes, always <laughs> on um, North Avenue. Yes. Well, Sarah, we thank you so much for calling and giving your input, and um, yeah, thank you so much for calling. Have a good night. Listen to the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You too, you guys. I like your podcast. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. Bye. <laughs> oh, for sure. Bye. Bye. Look at Sarah. Shameless plug. Come on, Sarah. Come on now. Come on, five years. Let's go. Let's go. Why not? Oh, I'm sorry, Liz. You got I mean, shit. Five eight five one thousand. The hospital and shit. Face something? Did not need to do that. Sorry. He will come up naked. Like, oh, hey. No. It's Earl. <laughs> Shout out to Earl. He probably listen like fuck that nigga. <laughs> I gave a good answer. You know what I'm saying? He's like fuck. What you say? He's like Terrence Howard. Empowerment of the week. Right. Damn it, man. Right. No, is it not, no answer? I didn't answer. Okay. It might be the hospital. Okay. Might be the hospital. I don't know. It might be. <laughs> <He's sick. laughs> It's not funny because I'm nobody in the hospital right now. So oh, no. is that what happened? It is a hospital. So oh, okay. go ahead. All right, sorry. That'd be fucked up. <laughs> that would be Lord. Why be able? I'll be able to forgive me. Um, so I want to my empowerment of the week. I want to take something different out. I actually did an audible while we were talking about Will, and um, and I wanted to bring this gentleman to light here. Um, you might have heard of him, might not. You might have heard of him, you might not. But he's a uh, he's a um, used to be a Milwaukee resident. Now he's in L.A. And I've just been following him and learning a little bit more about him and his journey. And I'm going to give a, this one to Business Boy. He's a uh, yes. he's a, he's a gentleman out of, out of Wisconsin, producer uh, in L.A. right now, um, Grammy-nominated producer. Let me put some respect on his name. Respect. Um, he, uh, for doing work with uh, Black, um, he, I believe Black Eyed Party nominated. Party Next Door. Uh, Party Next Door, but Yay Black Eyed nominated for uh, uh, Artists of the... Uh, or, New Artist of the Year, Grammy nominated for New Artist of the Year. Um, he didn't get out. I forgot who he lost to. But, um, yeah, so I just want to give him. Um, he came here from Milwaukee. I believe his grandmother actually set him up. I think he gave him, like, 800 bucks to go out to L.A. and pursue his dreams. She said that, and I could be Was it Atlanta? And then he got to L.A.? Or did it happen again? Oh, I think it was in Atlanta. I think it was in Atlanta. You might be right. I know you said but, he started there. Then he ended up. Okay, whatever. 
Yeah, but um, she gave him some money and said, hey, go pursue your dreams because, you know, staying here, you know, you might not be able to make it. Uh, and, and he did exactly that. And now he's been working, like you said, Party Next Door, uh, Yeah Ali. Um, he actually did four tracks on uh, Swaycation. Um, he done mm-hmm. some stuff with Plies and things of that nature. So he working. Yeah, he's ab- absolutely working. They actually had a uh, did a, I think he did a remake of Mary J. Blige and Elton John. There's a song he did next. He chose his his, uh, his production. So um, so I just want to take him and just just big him up for his work ethic and then taking that chance, like to go out to a whole different place and and work and do some work and uh and now seeing that work come to fruition like i said i follow him on his uh, ig and, and twitter as well too and he's always inspiring people you know saying today's a good day god is great god is good and uh yeah and i just think that you know it's it's good to see somebody from milwaukee doing it and by seeing someone that you know doing it it's uh absolutely great so uh keep doing your thing and thanks for inspiring us and you are our empowerment for the week. So and shout he, out to him. And he definitely has in his uh, Twitter bio that he's from Milwaukee. Yep. yep. Some people try to leave and cover mm, it up. Not saying yeah, that they, the not saying that they can, but, you know, I follow him. I've been following him for a while. And he, he, um, yeah, he's dope. Yeah. So, yeah, so check out him, him out. Check out his pro- uh, some of his projects and stuff. Like, like I said, four songs on. Uh, four out of nine of this vacation and some uh, work on um, Yali stuff and uh, Black. Mm. Oh, yeah. interesting um two things i'm gonna leave you guys with my uh question of the week it is um yuck piss on yourself um what are your top three three questions about life the universe and just anything or everything the things that you just really really want to know um, the only one that I could wait, this is for next week, unless oh. you want to share now. Oh, no, no, no. I can wait. Okay. So again, for the listeners, it's your top three questions about life, the universe and everything, anything in general, things you just really, really want to know. Um, yeah. Listeners hit us via email, ybopodcast at gmail.com. Submit your answers. Please do that. Or go to our website, ybopodcastmke.com. Um, you can submit your answers there. We have a little box read- readily available for you. We'll update that. Um, join our groups, YBO Podcast. Um, we're on Twitter, YBO Podcast, MKE. Everywhere across the board, Instagram, was it Snapchat, if you want to follow us there. Tumblr, it's a good place to follow us too. Um, shout out to everybody, man. Shout out to, again, Surfer Gold, uh, Earl, Sarah. Anybody else call us? No, Surfer that's Gold, it. Earl, Sarah. Yeah, for giving us a call. Um, shout out to definitely. Dropped Highline was booming us. today. Yeah. yeah, shout out to uh, Thoughtful Records yep. and uh, Lydia um, uh, for tagging us in the post and sharing yeah, us. And uh, we appreciate y'all. We appreciate everything. Anything else? No, I think that's it. Thank y'all so much. Like I said, the last episode was a little, little different, but uh, thank you so much for rocking with us and you know calling us out and letting us know that y'all, y'all still listen to it and respect us and respect our quality and stuff like that and sound. So we appreciate that. And um, yeah, I think that's it. Thank you for the support. Yeah. Last Always. thing I want to leave you guys with. Saw this online. Thought I shared it. You can. You can't afford to not take risk. Whether it's Amen. traveling to a new country, quitting your job to pursue your passion, or mm. simply trying a difficult workout. If you always play it safe, you won't grow to your full potential. Wabio, bitches! See you next week. <laughs> Peace!